0: Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff.
1: Fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day and both Israelis and Palestinians. Bottom line, Senator,
2: if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some
3: other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points Memo. Hot damn politics! Hot damn politics! Hot, hot, damn, politics.
2: Damn. hot, damn. Po- hot damn politics! Hot damn huh, man, hot hot <reactively> darb- hot
4: politics! Hot damn Hot damn politics! Hot damn politics!
5: Hot damn politics! Hot damn politics! I'm back politics! politics!
6: These won't hold me, back. These won't hold me back,
7: these niggas won't hold me back, these niggas won't hold me back, these niggas won't hold me back. The Brain Trust Panel. Brain Trust,
3: Brain
6: Trust, Brain Trust, Brain Trust Panel. Hot diggity damn politics.
8: I put that shit on everybody. Yeah, nigga, right
5: <laughs> now. People moving out, people moving in wall Because of the color of the skin Room, room, room You got to shoot in her eye An eye for an eye, tooth for tooth Both for me and I'll set to free Rapple, weather, rapple Where? The only person talking about me.
6: It's a and learning, but the teacher Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration Aggregation, diminishing Obligation to our nation oh, yeah. That's what the world is today The sound of pills are at an all-time high Young
5: folks walking around with their heads in the sky no,
4: the beat goes on. Well, yeah. Now listen. Air pollution, revolution, do control the sound. So shooting rockets to the
5: moon. Kids going up the tube. Politicians say more taxes will solve everything.
6: And the band played on.
9: Rising past the Beatles, new no record for gas And the only safe place to live Is on the
5: Indian reservation And the band played on Eve of destruction, tax deduction Inrespect mm-hmm. the collectors All grown the land, population of hands Suicide, too many bills, is <laughs> moving to the hills People all over the world are shouting in the
6: war And the band played Let me hear you, let me hear you.
5: That's what the world is today. Let me hear you, let me hear you, let me hear you, let me hear you.
6: That's what the
10: world is today. Consider what is surely one of the greatest wonders of all. How a tiny egg and a single irrepressibly plucky sperm can unleash a process that brings forth in the end another one of us. A being of vast ability and unlimited potential with a brain capable of complex and soaring self-reflection. Legs made to dance and run. Fingers nimble enough to weave a basket, play a violin, caress a face. If nature teaches us anything, it is that life is meant to work. And that like every living thing, our purpose is to thrive. And yet, for the majority of people on the planet, life is not about thriving. It's about surviving, just trying to hang on. Is this really the best we can do? Did the universe labor for nearly 14 billion years only to bring forth a species that would end up as an enemy to life itself and to its own home? I don't think so. My name is Foster Gamble, and I have spent nearly a lifetime trying to figure out what happened, what is happening that could account for the staggering agony and deprivation on this planet. As a young man, Driven by the misery I saw and by my fear for our survival, I set out on a journey, seeking to answer questions like, is it even possible for humans to thrive? If so, why aren't we? My research led me to places I never expected to go, revealing surprising discoveries that seemed unrelated at first, but which turned out to be crucially connected, as you'll see. I found a code a pattern in nature that's been embedded in arts and icons throughout the centuries. I believe this code holds the key to a new source of clean, sustainable energy that could completely revolutionize the way all people live. I came to understand how our economic system is rigged, and I found out what we can do about it my journey revealed ways we can claim our power to create liberating healthy systems everywhere on earth i have realized that we are not a mistake we are simply mistaken we've been blinded to our brilliance shorn of our strength ignorant of our genius unaware of our true power and magnificence but all that is about to change I invite you to share with me the highlights of my unlikely journey. I've created this navigator to take us through time and space. Let me show you around. On this screen, we can access what I call our vitals. It's the critical data we don't get from the corporate media, which in the U.S. has consolidated from 50 companies down to five in just over 25 years. We'll use this to check on how we're really doing. The right screen tracks how to chart a healthy, sustainable course for living on planet Earth. I call these the navigating insights. And this will be our compass. Instead of a needle seeking north in our Earth's magnetic field, our compass is the shape of the field itself. And that shape, as you will soon see, has amazing technological and social ramifications. After a lifetime quest, I've come to believe that this pattern actually holds the key to a world that works for everyone. So let's go! I grew up in a world of privilege and power, attending elite private schools and then Princeton University. As a direct descendant of one of the founders of Procter and Gamble, I was groomed to be a leader in the establishment. But I chose a different path. I began to wake up when I was in elementary school. Adults were teaching me that the way to protect myself from a nuclear explosion was to duck under my desk and cover my head. That's when my serious questioning began. A couple of years later, I had a direct experience of universal energy. It happened one day when I was riding on a school bus, gazing out the window. I had a vision of a whirlpool pattern And I just knew that the flow of energy I was seeing was the same in an atom as in our entire solar system. I felt deeply that I, too, was somehow made of that same pattern. This vision was what originally got me into science, into trying to figure out how the universe works and how we humans fit into the overall pattern of life energy. Years later, I learned that the pattern I saw is known by some in the scientific world. It turns out that in 1921, Albert Einstein got a Nobel Prize for discovering that when energy is released in the universe, there are little packets of wholeness that emerge. This pattern actually tells us a lot about how life evolves. Considering the enduring wonders of creation throughout the universe, and how unsustainable so many of our human systems are. I figured learning how the universe creates and sustains life would actually be quite useful. Each of these little packets of wholeness that Einstein discovered, called a quantum, is made out of its surroundings, but is distinct within it, like a whirlpool in water. These packets are always the same pattern, no matter what size, and they are surprisingly relevant to issues as seemingly disconnected as the wars in the Middle East, the global financial collapse, and how to achieve justice for everyone. We're about to explore how. Mathematicians call this pattern the torus. The energy in a torus flows in through one end, circulates around the center, and exits out the other side. It's balanced self-regulating and always whole. I was first officially introduced to the Taurus by scientist and inventor Arthur Young. Futurist Dwayne Elgin explains how the Taurus is the primary pattern that nature uses for life at every scale.
11: Evolution means to uh, to unfold, to roll out. So the question is, what is the universe rolling out? And what the universe is rolling out is self-organizing systems, and you can see this at every scale. A self-organizing system is a technical term for just uh, a system getting a hold of itself, uh, knowing itself, essentially. And uh, if we go to nature, uh, we, can, we can look at and we can see these self-organizing forms uh, throughout. We can see it in in the cross-section of an orange, the cross-section uh, of an apple. We can see it uh, in the dynamic nature of a tornado. Uh, we can see it in the um, magnetic field around the earth, a similar magnetic field around a, uh, an individual. We can see it in the structure of an entire pool, pool galaxy. Uh, we can see it in the structure uh, of, a, of a small atom. Uh, at every scale throughout its entire history, the universe has one single project. It's growing Tauruses. The universe is a Taurus growing factory.
12: These horizontal dynamics are visible at various scales. One of them is at the galactic level, which are huge spinning structures with billions of stars in it. Looks like typically big arms of galaxies spinning around, and they have vortices that goes from the center out to the edge of the galactic halo that surrounds them. Stars move from this galactic disk out to the halo, down the vortices and back out again. Stars like Arcturus, for instance, we know have done that path already. That's the appropriate description even for the atmosphere of our planet. The weather goes from the North Pole down to the equator and then back up, from the South Pole up to the equator and then back down. Even the dynamics on the surface of the Sun are very similar. Of course, here we're looking at it from an external perspective on a small scale model. When you look at the solar system embedded in the galaxy, embedded in the cluster, embedded in the supercluster. We're traveling in this boundless sea of infinite torus flow.
10: The torus is like the breath of the universe. It's the form that the flow of energy takes at every scale of existence. But there's also an underlying structure in how the flow fits together, sort of like a skeleton. It's called the vector equilibrium, a term coined by one of the 20th century's greatest thinkers, Buckminster Fuller. Inspired by Fuller's visionary work, I spent decades researching the dynamics of the vector equilibrium and the torus. I became so excited by the potential of the toroidal energy form that in 1997 I co-founded a multidisciplinary think tank called the Sequoia Symposium to study the pattern and explore its applications. Our collected research convinced me that the torus and the vector equilibrium are primary patterns, fundamental to the creation of the universe at all scales. At the Sequoia Symposium gatherings, I learned of inventors who claimed they were using the torus dynamic as the basis for devices that generated energy without combustion. This revolutionary development, accessing what's sometimes called zero point or radiant or free energy is now being called most simply new energy technology. Given that so much of the suffering in our world is the result of lack of access to energy, I realized that free unlimited clean energy would be one of the greatest breakthroughs in history. It could not just improve, but actually transform the quality of life on this planet. So I began to wonder who else knew about this pattern or about this powerful potential energy source. Some of the scientists at the symposium showed me how the Taurus has been encoded by different cultures for millennia. Apparently, ancient cultures had embedded this code in the most enduring forms then possible, in stories, in icons, in alphabets, and buildings. Here we are at one of the world's oldest sacred sites, the Osirian Temple at Abydos, Egypt.
12: Very little writing is found in the Osirian Temple. However, there is one very significant piece of information in that temple. It is a very faint but clear and precise drawing. It's not etched into the rock, it's not carved, it's burnt into the atomic structure of the rock in
10: some extraordinary way. Now, Sim has decoded the Osirian symbol in three dimensions. Since our world is not two-dimensional, it makes sense that codes relaying information about our world also wouldn't be limited to flat designs. His three-dimensional version of the Osirian symbol starts with the vector equilibrium, a perfectly balanced force field with 12 equal energy lines radiating out. They stabilize its center like the 12 spokes of a wheel. The primary pattern of balanced energy flow around this structure is the torus. Here we expand to the next larger scale with a total of 64 pyramids called tetrahedra. If we then put spheres in representing the toroidal energy field surrounding each of the pyramids, and then we drop away the pyramids, we end up with a matrix that is amazingly an exact overlay for the Osirian icon. A three-dimensional model of the same pattern that was burned into the rock wall of the Egyptian temple thousands of years ago. Now we travel across continents, from Egypt to China, where the same geometry appears at another sacred site built in 1420.
12: Then you go to the Forbidden City, where the sun gods reside, and where you find at the entrance the food dogs the guardians of the knowledge they guard the knowledge under their paw
10: the same geometry of 64 energy units is encoded again i started wondering is it just a coincidence that the exact same design appears in significant places on two different continents but then this sim showed me that this geometry of 64 is encoded time and again in cultures across the centuries and from all over the world. The Hebrew Kabbalistic Tree of Life creates the same structure we just saw, with the vector equilibrium again embedded at every level. The ancient Chinese system of wisdom called the I Ching is based on 64 hexagrams, symbols with six lines in a set, some continuous, some broken. These can be put together as the six edges of a tetrahedron and together would form the 64 tetrahedron crystal. This same pattern shows up in modern scientific research. The double helix has an alphabet of 64 codons that are used to encode our human DNA. I had seen that there was advanced knowledge of the living geometry of the universe thousands of years ago, but how on earth did they know about it? Most of
12: the stories of ancient Egypt
10: and Mayan
12: and Incas talk about sun gods coming to the earth and teaching them uh, engineering and writing and all of their science. I started to wonder if all these sun gods were not advanced civilizations coming from another part of our galaxy. These texts and many ancient cultures describe them as coming in flying boats or in the Vedic tradition, flying machines and so on. There is many mention of these sun coming through time.
10: Could these early pilots from beyond our world be the ones responsible for sharing the knowledge of this code? Could they actually be tapping its power to propel themselves through the cosmos? This isn't where I thought my research would lead me, and these notions were rocking my world. But Nassim has impressive evidence to back up his theories, and I could see no other rational way advanced math and physics concepts would have been recorded over 3,000 years ago. I sought out one of the most knowledgeable investigators, Dr. Stephen Greer, the founder of the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. He's conducted hundreds of interviews with top-ranking government and military witnesses. And so when we talk about extraterrestrial intelligence, we're talking about uh,
13: civilizations that have reached the point of, of being sentient like we are, but whose technologies and perhaps social capabilities are such that they've been able to become interstellar or interplanetary civilizations. And when you look at the fact that The most conservative estimates are in the Milky Way galaxy that there are at least 10,000 Earth-like planets that have intelligent life on them, and that at least half of them are likely to be as advanced or more than ours. It's almost a certainty that there's intelligent life out there that has mastered uh, the laws of the universe beyond what's currently taught at MIT and Caltech to be able to transfer through space-time in real time through vast distances of interstellar space. We have over 4,000 cases where these objects have landed on terra firma and left physical evidence. We have over 3,500 pilot cases. We have hundreds of cases, including ones from the highest ranking investigator at the FAA, John Callahan, and numerous other operators where these objects have been tracked on radar going tens of thousands of miles per hour or dematerializing and then reappearing in another point in the sky. Yes, there
11: have
2: been ET visitation. There have been crashed craft. There have been uh, uh, material and bodies recovered.
14: We have contact aliens not originating from some foreign country but from some other solar system, and I have been a party to that.
15: There were... Documents that I have seen that refer to the Roosevelt uh, having several instances of uh, UFO flyovers, and particularly after they took on board uh, nuclear weapons. And my seal told me, Jordan, this, you know, what he got in law, this never happened.
13: The crew going on duty and the crew coming off duty all saw the UFO just hovering in midair. It was a metallic circular object. And uh, from what I understand, the missiles were all shut down. That means that went dead. And something turned those missiles off.
4: Now, remember, all this stuff is flying at several thousand miles an hour. So this thing fires a beam of light at the warhead, hits it, and then this thing flies up like this. Meanwhile, we're all going like this, fires another beam of light, goes around like this, we're going like this, fires another beam of light, goes down like this, fires another beam of light, and then flies out the way it came in. And the warhead tumbles out out of space. The feeling at the time was that it must have been extraterrestrial. They took the film and they spooled off the part that had the UFO on it, and they took a pair of scissors and cut it off. They put that on a separate reel. They put it in their briefcase. They handed Major Mansman back the rest of the film and said, here, I don't need to remind you, Major Mansman, of the, of the uh, severity of a security breach. We'll consider this uh, incident closed. But who do you tell that uh, – you were
3: involved in a uh, UFO incident without them looking at you like uh, you ain't wrapped too tight.
10: Out of all of the evidence for the existence of UFOs, one extraordinary phenomenon continues to astonish and inspire me the appearance throughout the world of so-called crop circles. These elaborate designs appear mysteriously swirled into crops of grain in such a way that the stalks are bent over, yet remain alive. More than 5,000 of these patterns have appeared in over 30 countries, most of them in England. The media has led many people, including me at first, to write these crop patterns off as hoaxes, the nighttime work of a few pranksters. Of course, there have been faked versions, but those made by human hands are crude compared to the vast majority of these elegant creations. Could hoaxers have created all 5,000 of these patterns? Could a few people with ropes and boards have created something as complex and beautiful as this one? made in the dead of night in a driving rain and leaving no footprints in the soil? The electromagnetic field over the area where the crop's been laid down to create the image is often electrostatically charged. Some of these areas are littered with strange magnetic particles. One of the most amazing crop designs is not a circle but a rectangle that seems to be a direct response to a message sent out into space in 1974. The message was a radio signal depicting our planet's location in our solar system and Earth's people in hopes that it might be received and interpreted by an extraterrestrial intelligence. 27 years later in 2001 this crop design appeared in England along with what could be a self-portrait of the sender. This message matches the format of the NASA signal and describes a different solar system from ours, a picture of the sender, non-human DNA, and a microwave antenna they apparently used to communicate, rather than the radio antenna that we used. The antenna symbol had appeared a year earlier in exactly the same field right next to a working radio wave antenna like the one NASA used to send out the original signal. NASA continues to officially deny extraterrestrial contact of any kind. And yet year after year these spectacular creations appear. might these remarkable designs mean? Here are some two-dimensional versions that seem to be revealing the Taurus in 3D. equilibrium and the related pattern of 64 that we saw encoded in the arts of so many ancient cultures. saw the coherence between the crop circles and the ancient encodings, I thought regardless of whoever created them and wherever they're from, there must be an important purpose to these designs. They're so coherent. I've come to believe that the pattern of the torus and the vector equilibrium, especially in the form of the 64 tetrahedron crystal, is showing us how energy works in the universe so that we can learn to align with it. I believe that they're giving us a model for accessing energy in a clean, safe, and limitless way and a new means of propulsion. What more important message could there be to get to us, and especially now from their perspective, as we're beginning to extend our careless reach beyond our planet? I got further confirmation of this notion when I met Dr. Jack Casher, a former professor of physics at the University of Nebraska, who has also researched UFO phenomena. Presenting at a Sequoia Symposium, Dr. Casher showed a remarkable series of drawings by a woman named Lane Andrews, who claimed to have been invited onto an extraterrestrial spacecraft. I was startled to see her detailed sketches of the toroidal energy field that she said propelled the vehicle and protected the passengers. I subsequently interviewed James Gilliland. James has many hours of UFO footage from his ranch near Mount Adams in Washington State. He also claimed to have gone on board an alien spacecraft. What blew my mind was that he had never met Lane Andrews and had no knowledge of her experience yet he described a phenomenon that was amazingly similar. Numerous ships with spinning rings of light. Could it simply be coincidental that James and Lane described the same Taurus dynamic and that both of these people have been harassed extensively by government and military agencies? To some the idea of UFOs may sound crazy and yet from another perspective It is completely plausible.
13: The Earth is about four and a half billion years old. That's 4,500 million years old. What if there's another planet that's almost exactly like us, almost exactly, 4,501 million years old. They're a million years ahead of us. And on a galactic scale, they're almost our twin brothers. So where are we going to be in a million years? We'll have solved all these problems, and there's another way, uh, whether it's wormholes or warping space. There's got to be a way to generate energy so that you can pull it out of the vacuum. And the fact that they're here shows us that they've found a way.
11: This is a major uh, shock. Uh, to the human system that is uh, in process. I understand why people in our generation, people who aspire to positions of political leadership, etc.,
10: never dare go near that question because it's a worldview challenge. It's a fundamental worldview challenge. So here we are, a relatively immature species struggling with possible self-destruction. If aligning with the Taurus does hold the key to a new form of clean, safe energy access imagine the implications this could be the most important technology breakthrough of our times so who wouldn't want to have an energy source that's unlimited and freely available that turned out to be a key question and that's what led me down the next rabbit hole It turns out that scientists as far back as the early 1900s have been developing alternative ways to access electricity without combustion. Nikola Tesla believed he had tapped into what he called radiant energy. Many scientists believe he was accessing what's now called free energy. But before Tesla could finish the project, His financier, banker J.P. Morgan, who had a monopoly on the copper used for electrical lines, recognized how Tesla's invention could transmit electricity without wires. He then shut down Tesla's funding. Tesla's lab was burned down and he was ostracized, all for trying to implement his vision of unlimited energy for everyone. modern-day inventor, Adam Trombley, was inspired by Tesla's work and by the possibilities of the Taurus. Trombley built a dynamo, a direct current generator that accessed electrical power right out of the air. We were trying to demonstrate that by
15: mimicking the magnetic field of a planet and rotating this device, we could actually create a dynamo that would work. And in fact, it did work, and it does work. So when we contemplate nature, when we contemplate Jupiter, or we contemplate a dynamo like the Earth rotating in space, we're basically talking about a magnet which is rotating in space. And the lines of flux of the magnet are pouring down and through in this toroidal pattern of the magnetic field. It's also expanding, contracting. It's breathing. It's taking in the energy of space literally and transforming it. Right here in this toroid, we have enough energy to transform the entire Earth. And that's not just a theoretical statement. It's literally true. To contemplate the implications of this means that every single place on Earth suddenly has power. Every single person on Earth suddenly has power. We have universal abundance.
10: Tromley had been invited to demonstrate one of his generators at the United Nations and the U.S. Senate. But these events were undermined by the first Bush administration then the device itself was taken in a government raid. Trombley's experience isn't unique. Almost every time I found an inventor with a promising new technology in the field of free energy, he told a similar story of suppression. Inventor John Bedini began working with Tesla's theories of radiant energy decades ago, and has produced an assortment of battery charging devices that generate more energy than it takes to run them. He announced that he was going to start offering them at low cost. Soon after that, he was attacked in his lab and warned not to produce the devices. For his own safety, he had to let go of marketing free energy. These are all devices from labs I personally visited. No. Now, the quality of this footage is obviously poor, and I'm not expecting this to convince you. My point is that being there with these inventors, accompanied by experts, and seeing these new energy devices in operation convinced me that the technology is real. And the implications of that to me are absolutely thrilling. Canadian John Hutchison not only created some free energy batteries, but also used Tesla's theories to counter gravity. To make objects float. This could revolutionize the field of propulsion. His lab was raided and equipment was taken by police and government officials in 1978, 1989, and again in 2000. One of the scientists we were going to interview for this film was Dr. Eugene Malov, an engineer from MIT and Harvard and editor of Infinite Energy magazine which covers both theoretical and technological developments in the new energy field. Dr. Malov was mysteriously beaten to death in 2004. If these inventors were all hoaxers and charlatans, I wondered why are they being suppressed so consistently and so brutally? I asked free energy inventor Adam Trombley why he thought this technology was being suppressed and if the UFO phenomenon was related. We've had major
15: military people at great risk to themselves say, yes, these things are real. Why do you think the military industrial complex doesn't want that statement to be made? Because you start thinking about what kind of technology is behind that. That's the bottom line. The suppression of UFO phenomena is hand in hand with the suppression of so-called free energy.
13: The energy is extracted from the fabric of the space around us, which means it cannot be metered. That is a direct threat to the single largest industry in the world, energy. It's goodbye ExxonMobil, goodbye oil, goodbye coal goodbye linear transmission of electricity through power lines, all that gone. Unfortunately, it's someone's $200 trillion piggy bank. The proven oil and gas and coal reserves are worth north of $200 trillion. This information coming out would completely change geopolitical power more than anything since, well, in recorded human history. And it would happen in a generation. I started to examine the breakthrough solutions,
14: and much to my surprise, these concepts have been proven in hundreds of laboratories throughout the world, and yet they have not really seen the light
10: of day. Rather than smashing things together and trying to control the explosion, these new technologies rely on blending, of dancing with what naturally is. The common denominator of all the free energy devices I've seen is that they mimic in one way or another the torus energy shape. You don't have to believe in free energy technology to be concerned about the repression of ideas and inventions. I found myself thinking, what better way to justify our dependence on oil, coal, nuclear, and other dangerous and dirty technologies than to claim there are no better, cheaper alternatives? It was my beloved wife and creative partner, Kimberly, who kept bringing me back to the human implications of my scientific research.
1: For me, as intriguing as the Taurus and ETs and free energy are, the most compelling question was, Would understanding these things really help alleviate human suffering in any way? And it turns out it can. So much of the pain on the planet has to do with the lack of access to energy. Can you stay warm? Can you get food and water? Can you get hospital care? All that has to do with energy access. Mm. If there is a fundamental pattern, which makes sense to me that evolution would be efficient in that way and we can align with that pattern to create new technologies that will solve these problems, then it's worth it to me to open my mind to these socially taboo subjects.
10: If the new energy technologies were to be set free worldwide, uh, the change would be profound. It would uh,
15: affect everybody it would be applicable everywhere. These technologies
10: are absolutely the most important thing that's happened in the history of the world. So given the stakes, I decided to ask who's benefiting from suppressing scientific research? Whose wealth and power are threatened by access to clean, free energy? Who has a motive to set up a world where so few have so much and so many have so little? As an independent researcher, I followed one of the cardinal rules of investigative journalism. If a story doesn't make sense, follow the money. Our being dependent on oil ensures that energy corporations continue to reap phenomenal profits. I see them committing huge resources to undermine energy alternatives to control global reserves, and to maintain high oil prices. They have enough money and influence to suppress anything that might threaten their monopoly. So who's behind the huge energy corporations? The Rockefeller's oil empire got started in 1870 when John D. Rockefeller founded Standard Oil and became America's first billionaire. Standard Oil has since morphed into ExxonMobil and others. And the Rockefellers control our food as well. They were primarily responsible for the global shift to large-scale petroleum-based agriculture. I remember the so-called Green Revolution of the 1960s and 70s. Like most people, I thought it was a great thing. It was, however, based on the planting of huge plots with a single crop using vast amounts of oil-based fertilizers, herbicides, and pesticides. The Green Revolution was the brainchild of the Rockefeller Foundation's Natural Science Division in partnership with large agricultural corporations. Petroleum-based agriculture provided vast new profits for the oil industry, but never lived up to its promises of ending hunger and promoting health. The Green Revolution did at first increase productivity because every bit of soil was being used for immediate production. But it's true loss can now be seen. Taxpayers pay billions in subsidies to giant agribusiness corporations. Small family farms have all but disappeared. Biodiversity is destroyed. Toxic chemicals poison farm workers and pollute the land, water, and our food supply, endangering the health of us all. As of 2010, approximately one in every seven people worldwide did not have enough to eat.
0: The giant corporations who had brought us chemicals for chemical industrial agriculture, and they were talking about three instruments to consolidate the food chain. The first was genetic engineering as a way of control. The second was patenting seed and patenting life as a way of control, declaring seed to be private property, treating the saving of seed by farmers as a crime, as a theft of intellectual property. And the third was so-called free trade treaties that would rob ordinary people, farmers, growers, of their freedom to save seed. The design of Terminator technology to create sterile seed in order to impose even more dependence of humanity on a handful of cooperation is the ultimate step in this. We are, through what we are doing with Seed, literally for the first time, creating a new colonization, which I call the colonization of the future.
10: So in two crucial areas, energy and food, the same elite banking families and their corporations have taken control, and the consequences have been devastating. For me, it was overwhelming at first to discover such a monopoly of influence, but I knew it was important. Like learning you have a tough but treatable disease, it helps to understand what's causing it and how it operates if the goal is to cure it. So I continued my investigation. If oil and food are controlled by the big banking families, where else does their influence show up? As I followed the money, I began to see this same pattern of control in just about every area of our lives. And I always found the same families in charge, either directly through their banks and corporations or indirectly through their major foundations. Again, it was the Rockefellers who created the National Education Association with help from the Carnegie Foundation and later from the Ford Foundation. What the captains of industry wanted from our schools was an obedient and docile workforce who would be manageable employees and eager consumers.
15: Schools are to establish fixed habits of response to authority. That's why it takes 12 years. You're to respond reflexively when anyone in a position of authority tells you what to do.
10: Like education, health is yet another area dominated by big money and corporations. The American Medical Association, for example, is largely funded by the Rockefellers, who use their funding to influence AMA research and decision-making.
11: The average MD in four years of medical school takes one course in nutrition, two and a half hours in many cases, and this, the materials used, the curriculum materials, are supplied by the National Dairy Council, and the National Livestock and Meat Board, and other industries, including the Sugar Association, with products to sell that actually undermine our health in the first place.
10: Unfortunately, the way the system of medicine is set up, medical education is primarily uh, you know, funded by pharmaceutical
15: companies, so there's a motive to make and sell as many drugs as possible. It's also a very time-effective
10: way of making money for the physician, for the pharmaceutical company, for the whole medical establishment. But it's really perpetuating the problems it
3: was meant to alleviate.
0: Side effects may include nausea, dry mouth, and constipation.
14: Decreases in white blood cells, which can be serious.
11: Sexual side effects, diarrhea, nausea, and
15: sleepiness can lead to coma or death.
10: How far will these forces go to make a profit? Would they actually suppress cures for diseases the way they've suppressed free energy technology? Sadly, my research has shown me the answer is yes. One well-documented example is the case of Dr. Royal Rife. In the 1920s, Dr. Reif invented the most advanced microscopes of his time. He also developed a new technique he called coordinative resonance, which was apparently able to destroy cancerous tumors as well as viruses. In 1934, in clinical trials affiliated with the University of Southern California, Reif's treatment was tested on 16 terminally ill cancer patients. Within three months, they were all successfully cured. Soon after, a lab testing Reif's technology was burned down and a frivolous lawsuit was filed. Through the efforts of Morris Fishbein, head of the Journal of the American Medical Association, Reif was essentially shut down and ruined. His brilliant and promising work, all but forgotten.
1: It was really hard for me to consider that someone might actually be suppressing cures. And cancer has run through my family like a raging river. I found out that it's all about patents. If a pharmaceutical company can patent and make money from treatment, especially one that we have to keep on using, then that's what we get. Otherwise, we don't even hear about it. It's not just Rife who got shut down. Reem Case had an old Indian Ojibwe formula that was effective. Harry Hoxie and Max Gerson had natural remedies that worked. But, you know, if you go and you look them up, the AMA makes them sound like complete quacks. And that's where following the money has been so helpful, because the same powers who control the AMA and their research and funding control the pharmaceuticals. So there's a multi-trillion dollar financial incentive to suppress cures that can't be patented. Knowing that cures exist has not taken away the anguish I feel from losing so many people I love to cancer. It's given me something really satisfying to do with the pain. And I believe when we take the love and devotion that we have for everyone who's died and who will die unnecessarily, and directed to developing and getting these cures out to people who need them, we can break this cancer legacy and heal.
5: As
10: difficult as it was for me, I have come to an inescapable and profoundly disturbing conclusion. I believe that an elite group of people and the corporations they run have gained control over not just our energy, food supply, education, and healthcare, but over virtually every aspect of our lives. And they do it by controlling the world of finance, not by creating more value, but by actually controlling the source of money. When I followed the money, I found that it took me up the levels of a pyramid. Here we are at the bottom level going about our daily lives. Above us is government, people who are given a monopoly on force, and use it to tax and control us whether or not we agree. But who controls them? At the next level are the corporations. Many would say that it is now corporations and not nation states that rule the world. They call it a corporatocracy. To acquire the world's resources and control the markets, this corporation.
14: must have access to
10: cheap money. The big corporations get their loans at special rates from the big banks, which means that those who control the major banks, the money elite, ultimately control the corporations. As I followed the money, I've learned that almost everything I once believed about money is simply not true. It's
3: um, interesting how few questions we actually ask about very everyday things like, When we go into a bank and we ask for a loan, of say, $50,000, 50,000 pounds, what actually happens? You see, most people live their lives based on a kind of vague image of what happens. What actually happens is you ask for 50,000 pounds. They type into your account 50,000 pounds. That's all they do. They don't uh, mint any coins. They don't print any money. They don't, move any precious metal anywhere, they just put £50,000 into your account on a computer screen. From that moment, you start paying interest on money that has never,
10: does not and will never exist. It turns out that banks actually have about nine times as much money loaned out as they have on reserve in their vaults. This is possible because of what's referred to as fractional reserve lending. The way it works is that the Federal Reserve, or the central bank in any country, is legally allowed to determine the amount a bank must have on reserve. In the U.S., it's currently around 10%. So, if you deposit $10,000 into the bank, the bank sets aside 10%, or $1,000, and then loans out the rest of your money. The way it works is, say another person comes into the bank and asks for a car loan of $9,000. At this moment, the bank loans out the $9,000 from your original deposit. It isn't there anymore. The borrower then pays the person selling the car, and they go deposit the money into another bank, which is part of the same central banking system. This $9,000 is treated as a new deposit, and the process continues. The money gets redeposited and reloaned until the initial deposit of $10,000 becomes one hundred thousand dollars. The banking system just created ninety thousand dollars by loaning out your money. Apparently it began with the goldsmiths in the 17th century when people were trading in gold. Gold was heavy to carry around so people stored the actual metal
6: The person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, uh, person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the
8: black woman. The strong black woman is dead. On August 12, 1999, at 11.55 p.m., while struggling with the reality of being a human instead of a myth, the strong black woman passed away. Medical sources say she died of natural causes, but those who knew her know she died from being silent when she should have been screaming, milling when she should have been raging, from being sick and not wanting anyone to know because her pain might inconvenience them. She died from an overdose of other people clinging to her when she didn't even have energy for herself. She died from loving men who didn't love themselves and could only offer her a crippled reflection. She died from raising children alone and for not being able to do a complete job. She died from the lies her grandmother told her mother and her mother told, her about life men and racism she died from being sexually abused as a child and having to take that truth everywhere she went every day of her life exchanging the humiliation for guilt and back again she died from being battered by someone who claimed to love her and she allowed the battering to go on to show she loved him too she died from asphyxiation coughing up blood from secrets she kept trying to burn away instead of allowing herself the kind of nervous breakdown she was entitled to but only white girls could afford she died from
10: being responsible because she was the last
5: one
10: society is now working to pay off their debt to the banks Under this fractional reserve scheme, we inevitably become debt slaves to a ruling class of financial elite, not because they are better or smarter than anyone else, but because they have rigged the system to benefit themselves at the expense of most people on the planet. Catherine Austin Fitz is an expert on this issue. She was an Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under President George Bush, Sr., and then an advisor to the Clinton administration.
7: Let's set up a game in Monopoly and you want to buy Park Place. Um, What I can continually do is just print money, give myself more money, lower the value of your money by printing more. No matter how hardworking you are or how successful you are, I can always end up buying you for free.
10: So how come if you or I make up money, it's called counterfeiting? But if the banks do it, it's increasing the money supply? How did the banks get this power? This is Jekyll Island, where in 1910, representatives from the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Morgans, and other private bankers gathered secretly to draft the legislation that would create the Federal Reserve. Ed Griffin literally wrote the book on what happened at Jekyll Island.
14: Central banks are banking cartels, which have gone into partnership with the respective governments in the countries where they operate. And they've been given monopolistic power over the creation of the nation's money supply. That's what the politicians handed to them as a gift, you might say, for the partnership. Now, in return, what did the bankers do for the politicians? They promised to create money out of nothing now that they've got this legal power to do it anytime the government needs it. And since 2008,
10: we've witnessed the greatest fake money printing run in recorded history. This financial sleight of hand disguises the costs, hides who's to blame, and leaves us as debt slaves working to pay off the bill. I found it revealing that in the same year the Federal Reserve was founded, 1913, the Internal Revenue Service was also established. An income tax was then instigated so you and I would have to pay the politicians' debt plus interest to
14: the bankers. The problem is we have a privately owned central bank system uh, in the United States disguised as a government-owned system. Now, if you look in the the uh, uh, telephone book here in the Washington, D.C. area, um, you look up for Federal Reserve in the blue government pages, it's not there. It's in the white pages right next to Federal Express. It's a privately owned central bank.
11: What is the uh, proper relationship, what should be the proper
14: relationship between a chairman of the Fed and a president of the United States?
11: Well, first of all, the Federal Reserve is an independent agency, and that means basically that uh, there is no other agency of government which can overrule actions that we take. There is no other agency of government which can overrule actions that we take.
7: We have a private bank that prints money on behalf of the Treasury. The Federal Reserve prints money on a debt-based system which creates scarcity. But it puts a group of insiders in a position of having... Hey, y'all, we're going to run that part back real
9: quick. I'm doing two things at the same time, so I'm letting this play. But understand that this, this documentary is so on point on what's happening now. We're going to connect them dots tonight. I want you to repeat how – I'm going to run it back just a little bit to show how um, – she talked about the printing of money. And that, ha- and the, actually, the guy said how they've been printing money like crazy since when? 2008. Well, come on, people. Who walked into office in 2008? Who walked in in 2008? Come on. Who became president in 2008? I know that y'all memory is good enough to hold up. Y'all getting that old? Thank you. (laughs) Obama. They've been printing more money than ever before. Well, it's a continuation, boss lady, right? I mean, it started. We can say it started under Bush for show. No, no, real talk, boss lady. I mean, you got a point because he was going out and he was coming in. So this is actually a continuation because you think about all the the, the things that um, led up that was already you know already in motion, right? You already had um, Desert Storm, right? You already had Desert Storm. Then you had nine eleven. And then you had the Enron fiasco, right? The Enron, uh, Stealing Energy Company. That then the Bear Star collapse of 2006 that fed into 2007 and what is 2008? So they've been printing money, printing, printing money. So what does that tell you? When Obama came in, he continued to print money to, to create a false economy. So you already know what's happening. What ha- what happened when they dropped this virus? When they dropped the virus, understand again, the Fed is supposed to be an independent bank. We know it's we know it's pulled and ran by those those puppet masters, right? So during COVID, they printed more money in two years. Than they have in the last twenty years. I repeat, they printed more money in two years than they have in the last twenty. I I might be saying it might be the last ten, but I'm gonna go ahead and put a ten on top of the ten and say twenty. But I think officially it's the last ten. They printed more money in the last two years than they have in the last ten. Because I'm thinking of, I'm because I gotta go back three. It's really twenty because you gotta go back two other um. Two other uh, administrations, right? So the part, so the, so the name of the game, so the name of the game was to print so much money that it collapses the dollar. And so for the first time, really since 2007, this shit is right at the doorstep because they're accelerating the shit at a massive fucking rate. So I'm going to play that back a little bit. The reason why I got to play this a little bit long, because I'm actually still – I'm actually got food on the stove right now, and I'm almost done with it. I don't – I, you know, I, I don't leave it up to my children to do that shit because um, I don't want them fucking up when I started. So I'm almost done. But <laughs> so we're going to run this back just a tad, and then we're going to connect them dots tonight on the Hot Damn Politics Part 3 of Behold the Pale Horse Baby. Okay. That's what's up. It's good to see everybody piling on in here tonight. I love seeing you. So you know how we do. We're going to get it in tonight. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great build. And we're going to talk about the devastating things that these these cowards do to try to cripple the people and try to bring people down to their knees and all the other things, other things that they got going on. But us, we got fortified minds here, so we're going to be able to get through no matter what these motherfuckers do. We're going to be good. As Don said, we just watch the movie be played out. You know, but you gotta be able to have a very strong mind and a very strong spirit to be able to just observe and not be emotionally, mentally or physically disrupted about the shit that they about to throw out here on this planet. Because it is a planetary thing. It ain't an American thing, it's a planetary thing because these motherfuckers are going for the gusto. Right? So we just be the we just be the intelligent ones, right? Intelligent in every which way. So Let's get back to
10: it. Island, where in 1910, representatives from the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Morgans, and other private bankers gathered secretly to draft the legislation that would create the Federal Reserve. Ed Griffin literally wrote the book on what happened at Jekyll Island. Central
14: banks are banking cartels which have gone into partnership with the respective governments in the countries where they operate. And they've been given monopolistic power over the creation of the nation's money supply. That's what the politicians handed to them as a gift, you might say, for the partnership. Now, in return, what do the bankers do for the politicians? They promise to create money out of nothing, now that they've got this legal power to do it, anytime the government needs it. And since 2008,
10: we've witnessed the greatest fake-money printing run in recorded history. This financial sleight of hand disguises the costs, hides who's to blame, and leaves us as debt slaves working to pay off the bill. I found it revealing that in the same year the Federal Reserve was founded, 1913, the Internal Revenue Service was also established. An income tax was then instigated so
14: you and I would have to pay the politicians' debt plus interest to the bankers. The problem is we have a privately owned central bank system uh, in the United States disguised as a government-owned system. Now, if you look in the the, uh, uh, telephone book here in the Washington, D.C. area, um, you look up for Federal Reserve in the blue government pages, it's not there. It's in the white pages right next to Federal Express. It's a privately owned central bank.
11: What is the uh, proper relationship, what should be the proper relationship between a chairman of the Fed and a president of the United States? Well, first of all, the Federal Reserve is an independent agency. And that means basically that uh, there is no ag- other agency of government which can overrule actions that we take. There is no other agency of government which can overrule actions that we take.
7: We have a private bank that prints money on behalf of the Treasury. The Federal Reserve prints money on a debt-based system, which creates scarcity. But it puts a group of insiders in a position of having access to all the data about the economy when we don't. So you have a a small group of bankers who understand the data on how the money works in the economy, and it gives them the ability to print money in a way that the insiders are protected and everybody else is drained.
10: Catherine went on to compare a healthy economy to a vibrant Taurus, balanced, freely flowing, and energized throughout, in contrast to what's happening in our current economy.
7: What what you have is... uh, is a system that's very dynamic and it's trying to optimize. Um, but, but intertwined in the core of it, you have a tapeworm. The way a tapeworm works in your body is it injects a chemical into your body that makes you crave what's good for the tapeworm and bad for you. You have a parasite that's, that's very much manipulating and engorging itself at, at the expense of the whole
10: We live in a tapeworm economy where the financial elite are the tapeworm and they're feeding on us. And they don't like it when people blow their cover. After Catherine began exposing government corruption at the highest levels, the FBI raided her company and seized its assets. She was dragged through the courts for 10 years before being found innocent. So we've got the Federal Reserve, a privately owned
9: now, in case y'all don't remember, this is my girl Catherine Fitz who um made who who uh, made the who was the head of that movie, um, Pandemic, where she breaks down the how they like to make things all sound separate when in fact they are all uh intertwined. Okay. All right. Man, look at here, DaBrock. We know about all these folks who run in government. God damn. My goddamn... This is my internet. They don't even want us to hear the good shit, right? Fucking with my internet. They did that shit the other day. Hold on one second. Y'all can still hear me on the phone line, but people in the um, after party cannot. And it keeps throwing off my fucking... Um, Situation in the after party. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Yeah, I know my mic is on. My mic, I can, you can hear me on the call line. You just can't hear me in the after party. Hold on one second. Let's do this right here. Boop. one second. Let me see if I can get this. Hopefully I can get this back. One second. Hold on one second.
1: Radio.
9: There we go.
1: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen hold on, to the show.
10: One All right. all right. All right. All right. Corporation with a lot stabilize the economy and remain independent of politics, but in fact, and close to affected
7: and everybody else's dream. All right. All right.
9: Cool. Cool.
5: Cool.
9: All right. I see you, Debra. I'm gonna let you in in a minute. Hold your hand if you can. Okay, let me let you in there. I, 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 we got you because we have to remember who this man is. He ain't no different than the rest of them. You go look at his family lineage. You welcome, and who his mama is connected to, and who his stepfather is, Barry Satoro. And all the people that he was groomed under, he just liked them. This nigga's just, he just got a he nigger blood running through his veins. He's no different than them at all. He plays a part. He played a part, and he's continuing to play the part that he was designed to do. He got the same fucking handlers, George Soros and the rest of them, he is not a magical nigga. He ain't no and de- I, I, I put that same thing with Donald Trump to a certain extent too. That nigga's no godsend either. That motherfucker's played his part too. Even if he tried to put up resistance, he still had a part to play. They all are have a part to play in the grand scheme of it all. Period. That's just the way this shit is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He knew exactly what was going on when he when he when he when they tried it. They knew exactly who he was when they tried his ass out in 2004 at the DNC. Um. The DNC rally, I will never forget it. I was actually watching it that day. When Clinton introduces this high yellow nigga with black lips, a junior senator from Chicago that nobody fucking knew. Nobody. If you didn't live in Chicago, you probably did not know who the fuck he was. He took us forward where? What 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 do he do? That nigga set motherfuckers back. Obama, I tell you, I tell you what he forwarded to block. I tell you exactly what he forwarded. <laughs> he forwarded agenda. He forwarded an agenda that has fucked up the minds of young people. That's what he did. That's the Pandora box that nigga opened. That's what he's going to be most known for. But they was able to open up every fucking perverted fucking law under his presidency in the name of social justice and equal rights. That's one of his things. The other one, I'll tell you this. Because Obama bamboozled niggas so good, it's not even funny. I thought Bill Clinton was the slickest fucking politician I have ever seen in my lifetime. I thought it was Clinton. I used to think it was Clinton was the smoothest nigga, got on got on Arsenio Hall show, start playing that saxophone, talking to all the black people. He was called the first black president, Bill Clinton. I thought it was Slick, slick Willie, they used to call him. It's actually Obama. Okay. Absolutely, boss lady, that's some real shit. That was under his watch. They, you know, you know, you know. You know, okay. Oh, he's definitely not a, he he is a placed nigga. He's definitely not a regular nigga. He's a highly placed nigga who have—he actually a white boy, but he got a tan. <laughs> well, let me finish this up, man, because my uh my is almost done. What's up, son Rob? What's up, son Rob? We in the building, man. High damn politics tonight. Uh, let's say a little bit of this, and then we'll get the show started. I'm just waiting on my pasta to be done. I'm waiting for it to get al dente. Once my shit is al dente, then we'll start this show all the way.
10: Catherine went on to compare a healthy economy to a vibrant Taurus, balanced, freely flowing, and energized throughout, in contrast to what's happening in our current economy.
7: What, what you have is... Uh, is a system that's very dynamic, and it's trying to optimize. Um, but, but intertwined in the core of it, you have a tapeworm. The way a tapeworm works in your body is it injects a chemical into your body that makes you crave what's good for the tapeworm and bad for you. You have a parasite that's, that's very much manipulating and engorging itself at, at the expense of the whole
10: We live in a tapeworm economy, where the financial elite are the tapeworm, and they're feeding on us. And they don't like it when people blow their cover. After Catherine began exposing government corruption at the highest level, the FBI raided her company and seized its assets. She was dragged through the courts for 10 years before being found innocent. So we've got the Federal Reserve a privately owned corporation with a monopoly on creating money, but with no accountability, backed up by a government with a monopoly on force. The country got sold on the Fed as an institution that would help stabilize the economy and remain independent of politics. But in fact, in close to a century of existence, the Federal Reserve has done just the opposite. Since they took charge, we've been robbed through inflation and the purchasing power of the dollar has declined more than 96%. And the wealth gap makes it clear most of the money is going to a very few.
9: Now you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Or do you do you not see this shit playing out right the fuck now? This documentary was made in 2012. 2012, y'all. And they was talking about levels of inflation. Now you almost, we almost, the country and global inflation is almost at ten percent, ten percent, with no GDP growth for the last two years. I mean, for the last six months. So all that pay raise that motherfuckers was getting out here means absolutely nothing. They play whole games. On people out here all that shit campaigning up in 2000 was like we need higher wages we need higher wages they knew exactly what the fuck they was going to do with this motherfucking virus and shut shit down they knew exactly what the fuck they was going to do and what that would mean for people who are out here under a level of naivety fighting for uh um, higher wages they knew this shit was going to happen they knew they were going to print money and they knew inflation was going to get out of fucking control in conjunction with China. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm almost done. My, my pot's almost ready. So we can get this thing off and popping in China. Joe, oh, he really about to sell out this. He really about to get this shit overdrive. Wait till I tell you the, the bill that they just put forward in the house of representatives today. Today, my niggas, we gonna get into it. We almost there. How damn politics? Wednesday night. How you know? WGAG radio. You know how we do it.
10: Only 16 years after the Federal Reserve was in power, America experienced the Great Depression. My research revealed that before the big crash in 1929 the elite bankers pulled their money out of the stock market. After the crash, they used that money to buy up cheap stocks and smaller failing banks for pennies on the dollar. Among the bankers who consolidated their wealth this way were the Rothschild.
9: I'm so sorry to keep stopping it, but when I heard that how people were pulling their money out, particular people always – Always pay attention to those who are in place, what they do. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy's Pelosi husband just pulled, just dumped millions worth of um, Navidad chips, okay? That is a gaming chip. He just dumped millions worth of stock, got rid of it. And that's not by chance. His wife who is the Speaker of the House, they just put forth today a CHIPS bill. That is not by chance. There's many of them doing it right now in Congress. To let you know what's at the motherfucking doorstep, my people. Lucky for us, majority of us, I would say a majority of us here, I think I'm safe to say, we don't fuck with the stock market like that. We don't put our life savings 401k in the stock market. I feel bad for any motherfucker who do. Anybody who does, I feel bad for them right now because this shit is about to hit the fan. They're about to tank this shit. Stocks are about to go. I told you, I told niggas who have 401Ks, I told niggas to get self-directed IRAs. I said that over a year and a half ago. Matter of fact, I might have said it two years ago. I said, get you a self-directed IRA so you control where the fuck your money goes, especially people who who work for companies. Because when you allow your 401K to get managed by a money manager, All right, who works for a particular company, (laughs) their incentive is not to make sure that you win. I don't give a fuck what they say. That is not their incentive. Matter of fact, they're going to put your money in stocks that are most of the time risky, or they're going to put it in a bond market. That's all fucked up. All right? Say that shit, Nanya. Type that shit again so everybody can see The Great Reset. And they got that shit on a 1,000. They put in a fucking pedal. They say pedal to the metal, right? That's what we say when people want to go fast, right? I'm going to put my pedal to the metal. And I'm going to show you tonight, we're going to build on it tonight, how they are accelerating the process. Because they know there is an uprising happening across the world. One more again. All right. Let's go. Give me five, give me 10 minutes, y'all, Then so we'll be ready to go.
10: Rockefellers and Morgans. A similar scenario played out in the 2008 financial collapse with the same bankers benefiting. In the years leading up to the collapse, the biggest banks, including Bank of America, Citigroup, and Chase, controlled by the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, and Morgans, were bundling and trading bad loans that they knew would eventually fail. It's like putting rotten oranges in a box and selling them as grade AAA. The bundlers of the debt knew it was only a matter of time before someone would open that box and see that the content was worthless, since they were the ones who packed the boxes in the first place. When the rotten oranges, what we hear about as unsound loans, derivatives, and credit default swaps, were finally discovered, everyone was impacted. People lost their homes, their jobs, their businesses, and their retirements. Meanwhile, the biggest banks who created the problem in the first place were the ones who got bailed out. Why's that? Why would the Federal Reserve give trillions to the banks, even though the majority of Americans were against bailing them out? And why not help those most in need rather than the perpetrators of the financial collapse? My research led me to believe that the same people who created the Federal Reserve, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and the Morgans, still control it. And they use this scheme to bail themselves out at our expense.
6: Many of the banks created are still the most powerful lobby on Capitol Hill. Uh, And they, frankly, own the place.
10: I'm convinced that the near collapse of the economy in 2008 resulted from an orchestrated pump and dump scheme designed and executed by the big bankers to consolidate wealth and power. David Icke explains how he sees the Federal Reserve rigging the so-called business cycles. Stage one, it's like throwing a fishing line out. Stage one, you put
3: lots of money, units of exchange, into circulation. You do this by pushing interest rates down, by making lots of loans. This is the part of the cycle we call a boom. Because there's lots of units of exchange in circulation, there's lots of money changing hands, that generates lots of economic activity, that generates jobs. And as more and more money is spent, there's more demand, so companies Take out more loans of fresh air money to increase their production. People get confident in their everyday lives. Hey, you know I work for this company. They've got lots of orders. Ah, it's really going great. My job's safe. I tell you what, we can have a bigger house. Then they start to change it. What they do is they pull the fishing line in. They push interest rates up. Now fewer people um, a um, are taking out loans and they make the criteria for having a loan from the bank stronger anyway. And also, now, as interest rates have gone up, a larger part of people's income is going to pay back the extra interest and not being circulated in buying things. Suddenly, there's nothing like as much money in circulation and therefore fewer things are being bought, companies start to go down in terms of their profits, they start to shed jobs, And they start to go out of business. People lose their jobs. They can't pay the mortgage anymore of the big house. They took out in the good times. Now what the banks are doing is starting to reel the fishing line in because as they go bankrupt companies and individuals, the banks get the real wealth, the property, the land, the resources, that they had signed to them for lending nearly figures on a screen. Now this, economic cycle of fishing line out fishing line back lots of units in circulation pull them in has been going on for centuries and what it's done it's stolen and accumulated the real wealth of the world in the hands of the few
10: at the international level central bankers use the world bank and the International Monetary Fund to make more money while exploiting the resources of countries they lend to, bankrupting them in the process. The central bank of central banks is the Rothschild-created Bank for International Settlements. The elite are positioning themselves to control access to virtually everything we need to survive. No matter where you go in the world, the money is controlled by the banking system.
3: They decide if people eat or if they don't eat. Who's a billionaire and who lives on less than a dollar a day? He who controls the money controls
10: the world and a very few control the money. At this point, my view of the world had been turned upside down. I was struggling with the realization that the failure and suffering of so many is actually success and fulfillment for a few. The elite central bankers who fooled the world into letting them create money. They already have vast fortunes. So what is their end game? What is their ultimate agenda? kept running across compelling evidence and credible experts saying that the secret agenda of the banking elite is nothing less than total global domination. At first, I resisted the idea, but I was committed to finding out what was keeping us from thriving, no matter where it might lead. One night, I woke up at 3 a.m. with the burning question. If this small group wanted to dominate the entire world, what would they need to control to accomplish it? I jumped out of bed and started making a list. First and foremost, they'd have to control money, and they do. Controlling money allows them to run everything else. They'd need to control energy, and they do. They already control big agriculture and world trade. They're buying up water supplies worldwide. They've got health in their pocket, and they're trying to suppress natural alternatives. Mainly they'd have to control what information we'd get and how we'd react to it. In America, the internet, our greatest tool for communication and grassroots organizing, is currently not controlled or censored, but its open status is being attacked from all sides. Governments, corporations, and the United Nations are all attempting to take control. For complete domination, dissent has to be controlled. They'd need to take away our rights, spy on ordinary citizens, and track every aspect of our lives. As the day dawned, I knew that a powerful elite had almost everything set up to rule the world. And I had the frightening realization that Big Brother is not just coming, he's here now. We are already in the matrix, so how do we get out? To envision that, I realized I needed to discover what their ruling structure looks like and how it works. A relatively small group.
9: Sorry, y'all on the call line. Um, I did it again. Fucking with my. um. a damn signal is um, keep going out. I keep trying to it, it, it really fucking with my shit on here. Oh, hold on one second, beautiful folks. Give me one moment. <clears throat> keep messing with my line, baby. Hold on one second.
10: Then, like clockwork, their plans begin to show up in the media, finance, Corporate, government.
9: But, but look, look, we about
6: to get this show started. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
9: Let's get this show started. I, My stuff is all together over here on my side. All right? My children out the way. They got food to eat. They good to go. I didn't burn down the stove. I didn't burn shit up. Get the show started, baby. It's hot damn politics. I'm only gonna do one intro because we've been rolling for quite some time, so I'm only gonna do one intro. <laughs> I'm not gonna do the whole.
11: WGH Radio presents Hot Damn Politics.
9: We're gonna do the 2 pop intro, baby. Come on, Pop, give it to me. Let's get this show started.
6: O queen of the two lands, Nefertiti, Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos' incursion. They will look to you, oh mighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuapu, And we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the North, Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracting the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapia. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self destructed in five seconds. Good luck, Nutter I never had with some bad bunch of little skinny kids sneaking weed in my bag lunch and off the junior high we was just getting by and drive by drive my homie 30 young lives I never did cry and even though I had pain in my heart I was hopeless from the start they couldn't tell me nothing they all tried to help me the marijuana had my mom gone it wasn't helping. I tried to flex cases where the ill kid I felt the pain and the brain but I'm still here never did like the police let the whole world know now I get smoky cause it takes a and make me nail do I do these things that it does go through, but, but you gotta hold on. These guys are trained to be ghosts.
5: What do you
4: suggest? Let's not
11: waste
9: time chasing things making come
6: and every Halloween, check out the murder scene Get out with just the case of violence let on the screen My homies has gone before so they get to see their birthdays These is the worst days, sometimes it hurts to pray And even God running back on the ghetto youth I know that ain't the truth Sometimes I'll lose a group on Monday if heaven got to get ghetto And if it does, doesn't matter if you blush or you cud Remember how it was, the picnics in the party's in the broad That's the getting high with them all bitch. This is another else kid from the gutter I'm dealing with the magic Rave by, 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 by a
5: single mother, you try to take a winning zone You try to keep your head to the sky, be strong most of all Hold on, hold on, be strong, hold on, be strong, hold on, when it's on the song Hold on,
8: hold on, hold on Please welcome Never dividing the game. the game.
0: Let's go! Cheers.
9: Yes, indeed. What's up, man? I get me fired up, baby. I love that intro. Thank you, Don Nicole Young. Thank you, Big SAS for lending your voice. Don put that shit right together. She knew exactly what a bitch like me needs to get pumped up, ready to go, and do a show. That's my show. That's, she know Pac is my ghetto gospel preacher. Get me fired up, ready to knock a motherfucker out, ready to run through a wall, ready to do things against all odds. All right, I'm sweating and shit. I'm a little out of breath because I'm telling you, I'd be I'd be shadow boxing and shit when the theme song be going. I'd be, you know, getting working up that lather, baby, all that stuff. But welcome to the show tonight, man. We hot damn politics. We've been at we've been at it for about a. I uh, want 45 in, man. I want to thank everybody that's in the building tonight, everybody that showed up, everybody that's tuned in, listening, everybody that's on the call lines. Thank you for tuning in because you can do anything and anyone. Um, 360, ain't hey, that you, DeBrock? Hey, 360, if that's you, DeBrock, let me know. And if you want to come on in, I'll open up your mic. If that's you, DeBrock. Um, and you can wrap a pad with a sister, if you so please. Um, it don't, It's all good, whatever way it goes. I'll open up the mic in a minute. But I want to say what's up to everybody that is on the call line right now. It's good to see y'all in the building. Everybody that's in the Don, Nicole, after party right now. What's up? You good? Okay. Okay. Well, just press one, darling. Just press one, or I'll just put, you know, uh, don't touch. Can't touch this. I'm from the town. You know, we from Oakland. So I'll do some MC Hammer shit. Can't touch this. Um, Can't touch this. I'm literally putting on it. Ma mm-hmm. ma mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nah, nah, nah. Um, it's good to see everybody, though. Hold up, hold on. Um, everybody that's in the um building, I'm getting to it tonight. Hopefully, uh, this shit don't uh go off too fast, especially on the the big um cue, the, the host thing, because it dropped my, you know, my clearly my signal been jumpy, so I've been losing going in and out. But anyway, I want to say what's up to everybody that's in the building. And we're going to start from the bottom all the way up to the top. What's happening with you, Sweet O'Shoon, is, is in the building. Here tonight's the stress Sweet O'Shoon. Sister Zena, twice as nice, is in the building. What's going on with you, Sister Zena? Now, I played that this this show a little bit for Zena because she inspired me and she she uh, got me to think about the free energy situation, um, you know, last strong during high damn politics. So we were talking about energy and how they manipulate manipulating. She was like, "They got free energy. They need to be using it." And I was like, "I know, Zena, but they don't give a fuck about that. They ain't using it, you know." Um, so I played, I played that thrive. Um, documentary because I had seen it some ten years ago. I seen this documentary when it first dropped ten years ago, and and it reminded me of uh, what Zena was playing was talking about. So I, you know, she inspired that first hour and a half. So Zena, if you're listening, you were an inspiration for that one because uh, you reminded me of the Thrive movie, and it's like, and it's literally talking about what's happening again right now. Let you know all this should be always in cycles, and they always um, plan to be, you know, they, this, this, mo- this plan has been in motion for quite some time. Um, they continuously do things over in cycles and cycles and cycles so they can take bigger chunks and take larger leaps and bigger steps And they grand scheme of things and what they like to do on this planet with full control of things. So um, I see Sadia B is in the building. What's up, Sadia? The so D is in the building tonight. Oh, man, did, did my hand claps go? I, uh, when I don't hear nothing, that's never a good sign. I haven't. Can y'all hear me? Uh, there we go. Just did the same shit again, see? Uh, they really, really keep um, clicking with my um, my connection, my internet connection. And that connection is um, flaky tonight. I don't understand why I did that last week, though. So hopefully um, it don't stay down long, y'all, because I want to still be able to play my clips. So if you're on the call line, clearly you can hear me. Um, I'm just waiting for it to pop back up so I can say what's up to everybody the after party because my, my my line done dropped. So I mean, it is what it is. I can't do nothing about that. Hopefully it don't stay down for long. And you all can, um, I can get back in that after party. But when they do that shit, there ain't nothing much I can do. Or just wait and be patient for it to come back on. But I know I saw, who else I see in there? my um, newbie is in the building. I can see newbie. I don't know if he's on the line, if y'all can hear me on the live. I mean, I know you can hear me on the line. But um, I have no internet right now. So I'm kind of talking into um, the invest like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't have any uh, – I don't have anything uh, – I don't have no connection right now. But what we're going to talk about, though, is this impending um, bill that they're getting ready to drop, that they've actually dropped in the House of Representatives that they're going to pass over to the Senate to be able to um, get these chips. Remember, there was a shortage of chips in cars and computers and all these things, right? Well, they just passed. They just, um, like I said, they just dropped it on the House floor. It's, going, it's already going to pass, and it's going to pass for both sides. And really what it's, what it's going to do is open up um, trade negotiations again with China. And see, and that's a, that's a part of a larger plan that we're going to talk about tonight. Man, um, hopefully um, this thing come back. And, uh, okay, I heard a hand clap come in super, super late. There we go. There we go. All right, y'all. Hold on one second. I'm going to play this short commercial. All right. I'm going to play this short commercial so I can get things back up and running in the after party real quick. Just a quick commercial. Hold on. And, uh, man, hopefully we can um, do this show without interruption um, and keep this thing going.
16: Hello everybody. This is Be Nasty Brenda Don Nicole Mother wishing her 11 years anniversary. I've been to the show for over 11 years, and it taught me a lot of things, and I learned a lot of things about my daughter. It's one for my daughter. I don't know where I'd be at, cause she really, really packed away from me. I love her. She's a very sweet person. I like her. I love her. I eat her like ice cream and chocolate cake, boo. Don Nicole, she's a very sweet person. Once you get to know her, she leads the path to my success.
5: <laughs>
16: if it was for her, I don't know where I'd be at to this day, boo. I love her to death. Well, I ain't going to say to death. I love her like a piece of cake loved on chocolate ice cream. I love chocolate ice cream. I love cake, though. That's how good I love her.
9: That's right, Miss Brenda. We love her, too. Once you get to know her, you'll love her, too. You know? <laughs> we say we love her to life. Ain't that right, y'all? So let me finish giving these shots out real quick so, you know, my Internet went down again. Like I said, I, it's rickety tonight. It's real janky. I don't, I don't understand what, what the jankiness is about with the Internet. I said Sadia B. That's where I left off. Sadia B. What's up? It's good to see you tonight, Sadia. Newbie Rock Week 9. Usra Zamo, what's going on, uh, Dizzy? Yahoo back. Mushmouse is in the building. Nanya Business is in the building. What's up, Nanya? Good to see you tonight. Miss Hudson is in the building over there in the after party. What's good with you, Miss Hudson? IB that I am. You already know who he is. IB, what's happening with you, IB? Ethereum Forever. Mr. Ohio, what's happening with you, Ethereum? Good to see you in the business tonight as well. We got Doc Mechanic. I call her She-Doc. What's happening, She-Doc? One of her other a DeBrock, honey love. DeBrock 34 is in the building. What's up, DeBrock? Here, Oakland native, too. My Oakland compatriot from the town. Town business, as we say, around these parts. Boss Lady 38, what's up Boss Lady, Boss Lady is in the building tonight, good to see you Boss Lady, because I'm a boss, Baruji L is in the building, what's going on with you Baruji, good to see you my brother, good to have you here tonight, and my girl Ariska Gal, 2020, what's happening there? she wasted there day to consume the living, what's up it's good to see y'all, man. It's good. I'm I'm glad y'all are here, man. You know oh and, 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 and my sister J one J one just walked up in the build. J one just came through stomping. You know? What's up, J one? She's she going by her other name. I don't like to pronounce it because I probably say it wrong. But I don't like to say folks' names wrong. I really don't. So I she just she'll just be J one. She'll still be J one to whoever be J one to me. What's good, J one? Good evening. I hope you're having a great, great evening. So there we go. I was um uh, I'm doing my best, J one. Uh, you know, I like I said trying to stay sane, stay sane in this crazy, crazy, crazy world. Looking at all these things. You know, I try to keep what I consume to a minimum, you know what I'm saying? But you you know, because you only you only need to watch so much of that shit because they'll you know, try to penetrate the fortress, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can't let it penetrate the fortress. So I, I stay abreast enough to be able to deliver this show uh, every Wednesday night to keep us on top of the political uh, movements and things that are going on around the world and in America. Um, outside of that, I try to stay away from as much of this shit as I possibly can. Like I, <laughs> I have a lot going on, and, and I'm thankful. You
5: know,
9: what I'm saying added responsibilities, and and, and I enjoy it because to me, it's like um, it's like sport. Y'all know me, I'm I'm sporty, and um, challenges are good. It brings out the best in you, man. Like challenges, to me, are um, or added responsibilities to me is is a spiritual endeavor because the spirit is about self all these things are about you and you alone is is you you know what I'm saying is you versus you you get to see your fears your wants, your strengths your weaknesses all these things you know what I'm saying when you face challenges or you face a challenge or you were involved in something that Carries a lot of responsibility, and so all those things are spiritual to me, you know. And it, like I said, the spirit is about self. It's about self-discovery, self discovery, uh, self realization, all that good shit. So, but nah, but this shit out here, man. <laughs> you said that they about they about to try to lay out, out, out here for these humans. that's oh. so what we talk about, it, baby. We just talk about it. We don't have to go through that shit, so to speak. But we we just the more you know, the more you are. Um, protected. Now, and I'm a true believer in that, all right? The more you know, the more you protect yourself. The more you know, the more you can combat shit. You know what I'm saying? I always say that part where the, Dr. Yor said, it, it, once upon a part time, it was, you made it your business to know, right? So we make it our business to know. And so I keep myself in the know so I can deliver it to you all, family. That's what we do. But in that documentary I was playing, I'm going to go back just a little because he was saying some real raw shit uh, about, like, what's going on right now, some of the things that we're seeing right now um, that's happening right now in Congress and throughout the world. So I'm going to take it back just a tad. Okay, I you're going to have to get up out of here. And um, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Here we go.
10: Uh, let right here. What would they need to control to accomplish it? I oh, jumped okay. out of bed and started making a list. Let's talk about this list right here. First and foremost, they'd have to control money, and they do.
9: All right. When it comes to the money, that is the Federal Reserve, check, IMF, check, World Bank, check, central banking check. All this shit is under the same control and guys are the same folk. And um what up Don? Don the leon What's happening? Don Nicole-Leon just came to this bad boy. What's happening with you dog Great Day? Yeah. <laughs> Miss W G A G S L. What's happening, Don? And so Don the Don is in the building, y'all. The Don is in the building um, so look, this is why they want to create. They wanted, they want to burn up the dollar to create that new digital currency. They're going to do it. It's not even a case. Like I said, just the the Federal Reserve is already, they already have their coin. They're still just waiting for the perfect time to unroll it, to roll it out. But here's the thing. See, this is why the bitcoin, I'm so glad I didn't really really jump on bitcoin and, and all that, that 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 digital shit like that because that was a trick. That was um um a mental game to get people's mentally conditioned for the digital turnover. Right? You see how you see how much um them fucking digital coins have just basically gone to shit outside of bitcoin. Take big point off the table because Bitcoin was trading to like 50,000. I think it's falling to about what thirty. What is Bitcoin right now? Y'all? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know what Yeah, I wish, I mean, for real, none of now, if I got in Bitcoin in 2010, that, that'd be a different story, right? Because you could, <laughs> you could have got it and then cashed out last year. Right. If that was the case. Right. But I'm saying, Um, They they're scheming people, making people think that blockchain is going to be a decentralized method of doing transactions, when in fact that's not what it is. It's going to be on the blockchain, all right, transactions and shit, but it's going to be controlled. It's going to be centralized. They got motherfuckers thinking that just because you hold a digital wallet and shit that you control that fucking coin. No. No, no, people. That that was the game. That was the game. The game was to, to let it, right, let that new tech be un, unroll roll out, right? Make people think that they were going to be able to have full control over their transactions, their digital wallets and everything like that. Like they wasn't going to have to deal with the bank. That was all cap. It was all a lie because they are going to control the central bank, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, is going to control the blockchain. That's how they get control of every transaction and if they have, if they can monitor, control, uh, and see every transaction, and it's all done with the push of a button because it's digital, meaning your, because I'm telling you now, just mark my words, you you people think they got control of their digital coins because they got a wallet. Well, motherfucker, that wallet is connected to a fucking bank. Yeah, I don't hear me though that digital wallet is connected to Bank of America that digital wallet is connected to Chase that digital wallet is connected is connected to Wells Fargo all right it's an illusion it's to make you think you own your wallet you don't so when this shit turns over they got full control over it and when they have full control over all the digital currency, they can control behaviors of people, right? Because that goes back to social credit systems and everything like that. All right, so let's keep going.
10: Controlling money allows them to run everything else. They need to control energy, and they do. They all.
9: Okay, uh, so we see what they're doing with the run-up of the energy. We're living through we're living it right now with this energy shit because they want to um and don't think that ExxonMobil, B P Gas, uh, what are the other ones? Shale Corporation. They ain't going out of business with this turbine, windmill, hydro um hydroelectrical Lithium battery shit. Follow, like the dude said, follow the money. So what did I do? I said, I'm going to look up what companies stand to benefit the most off of green energy. There's companies like Nextra Energy, the Renewable Energy Group, Inc or Mac Technologies, Canadian Solar Inc. Well, you say, well, Ness, I've never heard of these companies. Well, who are these companies? Like everything else, you find out who the parent company is. These ain't nothing but subsidiaries of the oil companies. Same people, different name. That's all they do. Renewable Energy Corp. was announced by who? Exxon Mobil. It's an Exxon Mobil company. You think these people, you think they're going to allow their they money to stop rolling because they want to switch shit over? No. Not at all. So to convince people that this is the way to go, they got to run up the prices. We had to run up um, energy sky high, right? They said energy control the people. You have no energy, you have no flowing water. You have no flowing water, that means you have no clean water. You have no clean water, there you have disease. What will ravish a country, all right? So they got that.
10: Let's already control one. big agriculture and world trade. They're buying up water supplies worldwide. All right. Food. We've already seen what's happened in India.
9: We already see the Dutch, uh, the Dutch farmers going on strike. It's happening here in America. It's only a matter of time for they tell farmers to cut their fertilizer usage. And once they... Cut the fertilizer usage. That affects that affects the cattle. The cattle graze off of the land that they use fertilizer on. For, not only for plants and you know growing that stuff, but that's still that's the shit that the cattle use. It ain't by chance that Bill Gates is buying up
10: all the motherfucking
9: farm land, right? It's not by chance, right? It's, it's all about design, of course, right?
10: They've got health in their pocket and they're trying to suppress natural alternatives.
9: We already know what happened with health. We've watched the global, this, this whole created pandemic. Show you how much a lockstep and key the pharmaceutical companies is. And, and, and the UN, World Health Organization, right now, y'all, check it. World Health Organization, right now, are trying to put together a international an international treaty with all countries for when the global pandemic strike the world health organization basically gets the ultimate power meaning that they can over not overthrow that's the that's the wrong word i'm to use but they can supersede any countries Constitution, Bill of Rights, any of that shit in the name of, of global health. They're trying to get all the countries on board with it right now. They want to create a law enforcement arm of the World Health Organization. Ran by who though? Literally it's called who? W H O Who Who. Ran by who? What military what what part? What 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 country What body, what organizational body will be running the armed forces of the World Health Organization to make other countries comply with what they say, a.k.a. mandates and all this other shit? Hey, your guess is good as mine, boss lady. And guess is as good as mine. So I can't even say that it ain't the Pope, because it could be. It could be the Vatican. Who the fuck knows, you know? this It's wild shit. But this is what the World Health Organization got going on right the fuck now, that they're trying to, to pass. And they're testing it first um, on African nations. And shout-out to the, to the country of Kenya. To, can we give some hand claps to Kenya? Kenya told the World Health Organization and um, them to kick fucking rocks because they, um, them and another African nation said they would not participate. Um, I guess it has something to do with the UN, the United Nations, and like several African nations headed by Kenya said they would not agree to this. Um, agree to this shit because they know what it means. It means you, you give over power to uh, basically an uh, ambiguous body. You know what I'm saying? Control your people, your government. But, you know, this is what they want. This is, you know, we, we know what it is. We call it the New World Order, all that shit. But, yeah, that's what it is. Got 202. Come on in here, 202. Come on in. You know, hot damn politics. Come on in, Mr.
2: Lowry. Uh, great day, now What's How happening? are you? I, 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 don't know. I don't know. We, we we making it on man. I, I run a little Hell bit yeah. this evening. Uh but yeah, you're giving up some good information. Ain't ain't too much mm-hmm. we can add to that shit. It's going down.
9: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. It
9: is, man. And we talking about this this <laughs> we talking about the healthcare system, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, as y'all know, I, I you know I, I bought this company just past November that is VAX, MacNab, in the healthcare, and they are going for the gusto right now, Mister Lowry. When I say mm-hmm. that they are right now trying to break the back of independent practitioners and healthcare providers in healthcare, mm-hmm. the government is starting to squeeze all these individ, all these privately owned. Healthcare providers. They want us, you know. They want full control of the healthcare. They want that single payer shit. You know. They they want to nationalize medicine. This is what they want. They want full control over all uh all all healthcare. And how are they doing it? They're doing it by cutting reimbursements, y'all. I mean, like I said, I, I'm dealing with I'm dealing um with these healthcare providers all the time and seeing how their budgets are being um, slashed, slashed heavily. Um, but, yeah, they have been doing this for decades, um, she got, Um, You know, they've been chipping away. They've been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and chipping away. But I think for the first time, as I'm having these conversations with physicians, you know, cardiologists and shit, I'm, I'm having these conversations For like I said, private practices, right? Um, Because every doctor does not work for a hospital. A lot of them are specialized, um, or have are in specialized medicine, and they run their own um, practices, or they have small associations where it's about five, six, ten doctors who come together, and then they have all these different little networks, right? And so, as I'm starting to have these conversations with them, and they're starting to tell me, and and I'm reading. What it is that the Human Health Services HSS and CMS are cutting um, for far as reimbursement, and see the and, and the insurance companies are in on the gov is in on it with the government to cut these uh, these reimbursements for privately held um, for private healthcare providers. You know, you see, because if you can close down cardiologists, urologists, oncologists who all have their own practices, they either have to then become under the belt of the government, meaning that they only can care for people in a particular way for real. If we thought they was getting rid of natural, holistic, natural paths and everything like that, once they get rid of actual, you know, um, once they get rid of the doctors who actually um, give a fuck about their patients, you know it's either you bend the knee or you get out. You either bend the knee or you get out, and I mean they are doing this something serious and i and and I and I say that because um my main um clients when I took over these companies were skilled nursing facilities right The skilled nursing facilities already run on a very slim budget. Right, because I mean, people think depending on how big your organization is, their facility is. There's money in taking care of old folks. This is a fact. But skilled nursing runs on a little bit of a uh, the profit margin on a skilled nursing facility is about thirteen, between thirteen and fifteen percent, which is not big. What they've done, CMS, which is the uh, Medicaid. Medicaid, you know, Medicaid Medicare system. What they've done is put these unrealistic mandates basically on these organ these facilities. For one, during this pandemic, when they start telling um, healthcare providers that they had to take the corona, uh, take the shot. We knew that was going to be a problem. It's how, it's how the nurses and, 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 and some doctors who walked off, they, and they haven't come back yet. So that puts a shortage of clinicians. And, and it, it is hurting skilled nursing facilities. It is. Trust me, I'm placing them, and it's hurting them the government comes out and say that you have a mandatory minimum of staffing that over 70% of all skilled nursing throughout the entire country cannot make. So they based it on amount of hours, like how many hours uh, a registered nurse or LPN or CNA has to dedicate per resident. They don't have enough people to live, to, to, you know, to satisfy those requirements. So what happens to the facility? They get penalized. They don't make as much money when they don't, when they can't make the standards. What happens then as a result? They can't make payroll. You know what I'm saying? They start having, um, residents who are getting bed sores, getting fucked up, um, having to be, uh, re uh, rehospitalize, which is also more penalties for the facility so then you're going to have massive closures of skilled nursing facilities where does that leave patients where does that leave old folks who's going to take care of them because if you think skilled nursing is fucked up home health care is, is is getting clobbered too. They're getting clobbered too. So what? So that 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 affects people who need government help for the most part. The assisted living is people who have a little bit more money, right? Those a little bit more swanky. They look like really nice hotels. Independent living and assisted living, being a little bit swankier and shit and a little bit nicer. Well, this is how the insurance companies is in on the, on the take with government. They start to raise their premiums. That was the hook with Obamacare. That's why Obamacare was an illusion, man. It was fraught. Man. It, was, it was It was terrible. It was terrible. It was not a good bill. Insurance companies are continuously hiking up premiums. Hell yeah, she's got to say long-term plan made, visible now. Absolutely, absolutely. So so what's the next step? The next step, so once they can, like I said, it's already happening. Closures are already happening over um in, in parts of the country, especially and really always, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't live in the Midwest but for some reason places like Ohio, Minnesota uh, Indiana they get the brunt of that shit early like there's so many um, senior facilities that are closing in the Midwest right now it's not funny again, where do all them old folks go? All of them can't go home so this is why I said it will, to me, it will be a government takeover of senior health care. I think that's the first step. The first step is they will take over all senior senior care, right? Because who, who better to experiment on and all this shit than old people who ain't really got that long to be here anyway, so to speak, from their eyes, from their purview. You know, they, they, not, they don't have that much time anyway. So let's go. Run that test. Run it with old folks. You know what I'm saying? So once they do that, then they go after the private healthcare providers. And like I said, those are your specialists. Those are your, um, you know, pediatric, uh, family care, general medicine people. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, your specialists. Your cardiologist, oncologist, urologist—you know all that shit, man. It's wild shit, baby, and 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 and, and probably it won't be complete probably for the next another ten ten years. Probably for maybe maybe ten. I'm I'm ten, <laughs> you know that is is not a complete takeover. At least 10 years out. But they— but I'm telling you, Mr. Lowry, they, they're going warp speed. And it's like they don't give a fuck. They got people out here going to Capitol Hill, talking on behalf of seniors. They're like, look, this shit that y'all laying down is not realistic. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Because it makes no makes no sense for the cuts. Like I said, the only person, and I hate to say it, the only person, I think it's two governors who've done it right, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis added a couple of hundred million dollars to their senior care. He's given each facility $425,000 apiece that's going to cover the gap that they need to have the proper staffing. And he would be smart to do that. He's in the state of Florida where the largest, oldest population live. All the retirees and shit live in Florida for the most part. Florida and Arizona and California, Southern California, like in in, in desert Palm Beach and, in um, you know, the desert area. Old folks. White old folks like to be where it's really hot for some reason. That's odd, but they do. Um, but yeah, so that's how they take over the healthcare industry. And America is not an easy country to take over healthcare. You know, we don't we don't have we're not like the Nordics. We're not we're not like the Netherlands and the rest of the motherfuckers. We're not like Canada. So. And I'm telling you now, you think that shit gonna be good shit? I don't. I don't see it as that. Death panels will be real. They will be rationing out health. So you're better. We know that we got to keep ourselves healthy. You and I, all of us here today, all of us gathered here, understand how we have to keep our health up and keep ourselves healthy, keep our inflammation down, because inflammation is the root. Majority of all illness is is inflammation inside of the body. And that's another thing they did with this corona because they know this corona shit, whether these people injected it or whatever the fuck this virus is, whatever the fuck they got going on, is causing mass inflammation within people. And they know what that shit going to lead to, but, but yeah, man. What's up, Mr. Larry? What you got for us tonight, man?
2: What you got for us? What's happening? I know you have a very powerful uh, narration there on the healthcare industry. Certainly it's happening across the board. You know, the Mm -hmm. food, the farmers being squeezed out. You know, your gas station energy people are being squeezed out. Man, and all of the fundamentals are looking screwed. I mean, like the high prices with a collapsing (laughs) real estate market. With them raising interest rates, 90 going north, I I don't think we've seen this particular combination before. Um, Usually one or the other is in play. They're going in opposite directions. But all roads point to, you know, some very tumultuous economic times. And even if they plan on going forward with their utopian vision of this perfect digital world that they're trying to create you still got a lot a lot of currency out there that they have to degrade and debate meaning there's a lot of room to go down to that bottom we we haven't seen bottom yet uh but the way this looking is it's 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 all full steam ahead um you know you were talking about the elders is it's, it's 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 atrocious what's happening with the elders. We all know where this shit is going to lead to, you know. And this is where uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, this is where collectivism has led us into a oh. collective conundrum. This is where it led us. This is what was underneath that con the whole time. It was it, it was it, it was designed to give complete control to the state, pointing the finger at the boogeyman, while we uh, did not recognize the boogeyman that was in front of us. Now, they almost got complete control. Right. Once they pulled off that election and people didn't raise hell, regardless of what party you was from, and it's been ir- irregularities, but the way they outed those irregularities, and people just going along with it. They got you wearing masks, uh, standing six feet apart. Uh They got people uh, ostracizing their own family members over this shit. Once they was able to pull that off, they got free reign. And that's what they're using right now. I mean... Uh, this economy is not in a bad place, man. They're talking about cutting off the money supply is what they're doing, and uh, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how this pans out. It's not going to look good for the the small sized business owner right now. Uh, they're trying to regulate those folks out of business for good. Uh, but this is what state control is. This is this is where the lack of personal responsibility and introspection leads to this is where depending on big brother to do everything and to solve everything leads this this is where it leads mm-hmm. to. this is what it was designed to do we read it many ways on this show we read the manning thing um we're reading pale horse we we read the the drop right. thing all of it mm-hmm. is saying the same thing we're tricking people Reputation, into giving us full control, and we're going to turn around and regulate all of them into irrelevancy. And this is where collectivism, through history and right now, always leads to <laughs> off the side of a mountain. And you talk about collectivism with some old crazy white folks in the head, it leads to even the worst place. Because Check that's all they out. do is just slaughter and kill in their nature.
9: Yes. Check this out, Mister Larry. And you just said this collectivism. Well, they got a new term. The good old cloutch and groups up there are now coining for the, the the type of economy that that they want to create, and it's called a shared economy. Mm-hmm. So, What's a shared economy, y'all?
2: That's a building that's what they with got. The shared economy.
9: A shared economy, according to their definition, is one that's described as an economic model in which goods and resources are shared by individuals and groups in a collaborative way. Okay. Such <laughs> as <laughs> such as physical assets uh, that such physical assets become services, so being that companies like BlackRock said that they're sitting aside fifty billion with the b dollars aside for this next for this shit that is about to happen. Eh? I mean, I, you gotta love it that they just don't give a fuck, and they'll just tell you their plans. Like <laughs> we're, we're setting fifty billion aside for when all these people lose their fucking shit. We're gonna buy it all up, because again, <laughs> we have a partnership with the government. So, because in America, again, we don't never want it to just be a government takeover for the most part. Because we'll have a, a rebellion, we'll have probably we'll have a, a, a war. So we don't want that. So we'll let this. Private entity do our bidding, okay call private equity, and um they'll buy all this shit up, and they'll rent everything out to you, but even in your renting of cars, houses, you're still going to be sharing it you're gonna be sharing the shit that you're in. they're talking about shit like shared kitchens. <laughs> I kid you not. Shared motherfucking kitchens. They're talking about shared uh, fucking um. <laughs> said, "I ain't sharing shit." They talking about shared shit.
0: Yeah,
9: they dead serious about this shit. Shared living spaces. Yes, Ethereum. That was. Why do why do people think they come out with particular type of trends? Like minimalism. I know that was that was hot shit like last summer, a couple of summers ago. The minimal revolution. They wrote all about it. Where did they get that cue from? China, Japan. Minimal living, minimalism. Small spaces, much of nothing. This is how they want you to live. This is how they see the future of people living.
2: Well, you okay. know, a lot of these, uh, and, and and I can imagine this happening in San Francisco and Oakland, too, where they're building these new modern facilities. They call them luxury facilities. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at those facilities, the, they're designed for shared living. So they will. you'll yep. come in and you got a great lobby area or a great pub area. you have a movie room area, mm-hmm. couches and games, your pool table. But then when you go to your apartment, that shit is a box. You can't even <laughs> entertain anything, <laughs> more, right? But everything, but, your traditional, what we call the living room and stuff, or your rec room, all of that is downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It's a shared thing. And they're charging people right. a lot of money for it. They're charging a lot. And they I mean, D.C., you got efficiencies going for 2,000-plus a month. You're talking about 450 square foot. You can't entertain. <gasps> that, that's smaller oh, no. than, you know, the hotels I'm used to, really. But uh, you can't entertain anything in that. But everything is downstairs in shared space. They have community days. Every yes, Saturday we do. all come down into the pub and we're going to do this "quote unquote" community of the thing, and uh, they've been setting us up the the, the shared working space, the, uh, the WeWork, work, uh, whatever they call it, right? Uh, we, oh, work, just, uh, yes, we work, Regis. Actually, Regis. Yeah, my my office, <laughs> my
9: Regis. My office is in a Regis. <laughs> it's just in a Regis building, so yes. I can affirm that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. In so we're gonna shit. put everything out yeah. here, and then I'm gonna give you this little box and charge the hell out of you, right? <laughs> and everything is out in the shared space. So you ain't uh, lying.
9: I, I pay eight hundred a month for that little ass office.
2: Mm-hmm. And Reach is serious with it, too. We did business with Regis. We did business with. The only way I got over is man, I paid two years up front. Man, here go two years. I want to be offices. I and here go cash and give me a discount. And Right? I got a discount. Right. I should have do that. Up front. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, Regis be getting people. I ain't going to lie to on now. Mm-hmm. But Hell that's, yeah, like man. you said, how they've been prepping us for this you know mm-hmm. every step of the way. Um uh, and it, it, it's full steam ahead right now. You know right now we not that, uh, that something isn't that something how they
9: can do that
2: to slowly mentally condition people
9: for a particular type of lifestyle and shit like I said by making it look hella cool like I said the minimalism, uh tiny homes uh mm-hmm. the um, like I said the the containers like you said the the stir the what do them call, Like them eighteen wheeler containers that they turn it into uh, housing? Yeah. What they call them? That shit. But then I again, even. I we said this bef- we said this before. Go back and watch Ready Player One. Yeah, cargo ship containers, them trailers, exactly, wow. and turning that in to housing. Ready Player One showed that shit. That's what them people were living in. They were living in like apartments like that, but they were literally shipping cargo containers that the people were living in. You got to watch that shit again. We're going to have to watch it on Discord. Make sure all y'all get on Discord. Everybody that's in here tonight, all 22 of you, if you're not already on Discord, um, get on Discord with us because um, we don't know how long YouTube is going to um, host (laughs) us. And host to host the Don Nicoleon show. So, uh, we're on to the next platform where where it's not regulated. Okay. And um and, and Discord is not regulated as of right now. So <laughs> So you know. So uh, we're we'll going and get on that and stuff like that, y'all. That that'd be that's our next um uh, honeycomb hideout and stuff like that. We watch movies and everybody can grab the mic and all that good shit. So, um I, I forget the room. Um I'll give the information um on the room and stuff. Oh, um Sadia so you have to um download uh Discord. It, it's a it's a download app like um Pal Talk, And um we gotta find the room I believe is um I think it's called Showtime, if I'm not mistaken, or so, I, I'm learning more and more about Discord myself because it's actually my children's. They use Discord and they heavy on it. There the, Thank you, boss lady. WJG four zero one five. And my children, they they got they got a community. It's like a, it's just like they got a real community. They they deep in that motherfucker like. How they, they hang out up in there? So, yeah. So, and the, and the beauty of it is, is that it's a private server, so called private server. So it's only only people who can come in are people you invite.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Don's contact, not the room. Okay. Um, let me see. I'm gonna really go through it to. I'll do it probably like, like the last. 30 minutes of the show, 20, 15 minutes, and I get the information if y'all stand up, and we'll put it in the after party. Like I said, so y'all calling to join Discord. And uh, we, you know, right now we're just kind of figuring out the terrain, messing with it here and there. And uh, yeah. So like I said, I like it because you only, only people can come in and people you invite. So no scragglers and shit like that can come in and do no bullshit. So that's all good. It is a server. We created the server. I just can't think of it right now. <laughs> we'll
2: uh, yeah, that's where it's going sure. at Right now, we want to have a mm-hmm. target in private servers. I have a private server. It's so all that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. to reach a big uh, brother on the private servers, yeah, if anybody, if you give it to only specific people know that address, um, Right. Yeah, man. Exactly. Uh, they they get they they're getting serious, uh, with the censorship oh, stuff. Uh, wow. It well, is it is what I'm getting right? with no,
9: I'm not. <laughs> It is. It's... Yeah, so they serious about the shared space, uh the shared mm-hmm. living. This is this is this is um their intent. They hiding it, they telling it. Matter of fact, I got an article for y'all or do I have an article or do I just have this? No Adonai. I. Didn't Damn, where'd it go? See I hate when I lose shit. I can't close my thing. Um but I had it where it said, um just to share space. 'Cause they um Klaus came out the other day, Mr Klaus Schwab. Oh, here it is. And he said that um he said UN, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum wants to accelerate their twenty 30 agenda because they fear. Um, yeah, they want. We ain't gonna put. They fear because that's all commentary. But he literally said that he wants. They need to accelerate this process. They said. Um, they said uh, part part of how we want to implement is a concept called a sharing economy, in which people own less and less property. The sharing economy is essentially a communi- uh, communistic economy, but distilled down to to minimalism living. He, you know, it says, uh, the stru- it says it is described, the structure, check it out, y'all, the structure is described as a kind of commune-based society in which people live in Section 8-style housing, which share kitchens, Share bathrooms and no privacy. All property is rented and/or borrowed. All cars are about borrowed and share mass transit. And um, most transit will be mass transit. This is why they're heavy on the trains. They're trying to they're heavy on the trains. We know if anybody's ever been to the Asian countries and particularly Japan. Um. Transit everywhere. My my auntie's living over there right now in Okinawa. Um and she shows me this shit all the time. Like like their um transit system is massive in Japan. Like really massive. Um <laughs> I said people gonna have to wear flip flops to take a shower. Yo. Um They said, yeah, all property is rented or borrowed. All cars are borrowed and shared. Most transit is a mass transit. Basic, check this out, y'all. Basic personal items such as computers, phones, and even cooking utensils are to be shared if not borrowed at times. I guess the, is that going to be for the real, real, real poor people? I, I, I'm sure it's going to be levels to this shit, right? <laughs> right. It's going to be levels to this thing. I, I, I'm I'm, so, I'm sure, right?
2: <sighs> but that that shit is slavery. That's oh, what it is. Absolutely. They they, they they putting all this goddamn thing. Are we on to share? All right. What about? Okay. If we on this shared economy, that means. Now I mm. am bound mm. to the land. I am shared yep. too. See, so they leaving that personal part the fuck Whoa. out of That means wait, wait, if wait, everything wait. is shared, I now live at the pleasure of the shared community, not my own. Whoa. Whoa. That's the part they leaving out. Of. Wow. Yeah, and they always do now. You know what I mean? Right, right, they, right, they, they, You're they, right. They make they make it sound so good. You know why? Why in the hell ain't Charles Schwab or uh, Bill Gates? Why don't they fucking go live on a shared plantation and come back and report to us the results? Because see this shit here—that's how them fucking pilgrims died out. And when when they first found this land over here, floating on a goddamn raft, they ended up up north, and this is—that's what killed them out. It was it was a shared economy. It was a shared thing. Every every place you look where there's a shared thing, there's going to fucking be a problem. Unless you keep rigid control over a population, which we have not been able to. we humans. I don't give a fuck what you put in place. It's, it's one thing humans are going to do. They're going to screw and mm-hmm. reproduce. So you're going to have to have okay. a strong, strong... Thing of population control, which they're already doing right now,
5: <laughs>
2: and, and and you're gonna have to regulate uh, reproduction, um, because you can't have a controlled share environment with an uncontrollable population. It will collapse. That's not going to happen. Now, but beyond sure. that, this shit is 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 slavery. This is back to fucking feudalism. They done conned us oh. They con the fuck out a whole lot of people. And especially as it uh, relates to us black folks, what the fuck ever possessed us to fall for this shit when we just got off the plantation maybe 75 years ago?
9: I told you, I done done lost all faith in in the mass nigga population. Mm. I, I, I have. They are gone. They are gone. They gone. I don't even. I, I used to have faith that niggas could turn it around. I, and I'm a very optimistic person. I, I don't. I just don't see it. N- let me tell you why. There were several polls taken about how good a job this senile man really ain't doing. I mean, we know he don't run shit. This this man is gone. But of course, you know, they break it down by the three main races in this country. Right? This is crosses so-called party lines, right? So, this is both Democrat and Republican. <clears throat> White folks on the pro- disapproval of Joe Biden, white folks, 28 percent that he's approved. 28 that's both both parties. and I'm sure the whole 28 is all Democrats. <laughs> Hispanics, he even lower. They say 19 percent. Then you got niggas. Oh. Oh. We got black folks. Guess what the approval rate of Joe Biden is amongst black folks? <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> White people said 28. Maximum, my, my Latin folk said 19. Your cousin in them said sixty-five percent he's doing great. Sixty five percent of niggas said we love Joe. He's doing great. I said nigga I said it I said it ain't no get back for niggas. It,
2: it, it <laughs> they ain't no get back. It
5: ain't
9: no get back, man. But I said god damn. You gotta be shitting me. Sixty what? Sixty five percent of men Why are moving people always pulling? Why? Why they always? Why? Why? Because they know that they have invoked so many trigger words for black folks that they are just stuck.
2: Uh, oh, oh, oh. Correct. I can end the show on that shit. I just, it's a, a catch-22 for us. It's a catch-22. In order to get to that destiny and pull everybody out of this badass revelations type of cycle that should have fucking been ended whenever the fuck they wrote that book, In order for that to happen, we're going to have to come outside of racial ideology, not racial feelings, not racial reality. That's a different thing, right? Don't be no goddamn fool. But that ideology is what's fucking us up. Because these infiltrators done infiltrated their ideology, and they're using that ideology to bait us the fuck in, and then it's like a bait-and-switch thing. That's what it is. That's what it is. And, and there ain't no way around it, you know? Um, and, 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 and I don't see another way around it. All Joe Biden has got to do is say some shit is racist. That's all people got to do. Oh, it's racist for them to not want a shared thing. Now, they already told you you wasn't shit for your whole life. On the white side and the black side, we've been teaching black people that they have been inferior their entire life because both of them are feeding off of each other. So... Of course, if I'm feeling inferior underneath of that, I'm going to say, yeah, everything should be shared, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm the inferior being. I can't compete. Oh, man. That's where They're all of lead this the shit charge. is together. Oh.
9: Oh.
2: This is where all of this shit leads. And um, it's sad to say, that's why they wanted to get rid of us. We were talking about this last week. That's why they wanted to get rid of us Generation Xers. We was the hostile generation. We brought money to the table, and we learned that that money can get us anything we want, regardless of all that shit Martin Luther King and them were talking about. Generation X was closer to Booker T. Washington. Oh. Because we lived through all of that shit And we saw the results And the results you know who, Didn't add up You to know who the used hype. to have a big
9: You know who used to have a big debate Between Booker T and um, The other cat Who was it? Booker W-E-B. T and um, W.E.B. Fire Linus and Queen of Fama They used to go <laughs> at it About them two philosophies I get confused Who Who was the you need to be able to build shit. One of them was like, you need to that be able Booker to build T. shit, have your own, have, your, have, have a skill, self-responsibility, yeah, right? Yeah. Booker T, okay. And W.E.B. Du Bois was on the, let's be like them, right? Let's he, be like yeah, the he pulled boys. it into Whether, the, uh, in, in other
2: words. he wanted a, a political mm-hmm. equality, so to speak. So he pulled it from mm-hmm. the physical into the theoretical. So uh, Black Lives Matter, can we all get along, uh, integration in lunchrooms and shit, all of that would have been under the philosophy of W.E.B. Du Bois. Booker T was like, fuck that, let's get our coin, because, see, our coin is going to dictate how people deal with us. And that's absolutely true. That's, I mean, you had some generate in the 80s. These people had closets full of money. And that Porsche dealer didn't give a fuck if you was black or not. He didn't. Here's 40 cash in this trash bag. I want that 944. And you were walking out with the keys. And these are young teenagers. So in that whole ordeal, it was it, was, it ended up to be a, a, a booby trap like never before seen. But in that, something was learned. Something is amiss here. Something is amiss. Now, I don't know how this thing going to go, but 65% saying that Joe Biden is doing a fine job. Man, that's close to being the dead bone. What, what world is Valley these niggas living in? Ever that's all I want.
9: What?
2: And the cycle of the, the, psycho, the exactly. I of it again. Come here, baby.
9: What you, what you say? Even my son said it, and he ate. Say it again. What the? What he said? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> I did not see that. No, I, <laughs>
9: no. <laughs> I was
2: thinking a though, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: So, right. <sighs> I just they they, did they
9: Don "What else?" John Don said this with her deep side. It's just, that's all I can do. just decide.
2: I mean, because our community is so infiltrated, it's hard to even organize. So we have been thoroughly infiltrated. I mean, thoroughly. I mean, thoroughly, thoroughly infiltrated. So the blackest of the black motherfuckers working for them.
5: <laughs> and then
2: they bring it all over. And we busted my man Trayon in summer, right? He doing all this shit right. and we look at his campaign and the bitch say, Act blue on the mother. We like act blue <laughs> Right. Bro, you like, how did you get sucked
9: yet? in, brother? How did uh, they get you? How did how did you get sucked into the Act Blue game? Mm.
5: When you're supposed
9: to be riding for the people. See what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: Uh. <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly infiltrated, and then, like for black people, we should be for capitalism, because see, the opposite of capitalism is that plantation, right? Mm-hmm. Everything I do, mm-hmm. we gotta get that shit to him, and then he gives us back, and that's what we pick.
9: And that's the scary. That's why I'm so thankful I never fell into the trap of that of the that black. Movement that black shit that empowerment so called the conscious community they preach mm. shared living group economics all that stuff they gonna give you your group economics they about to give them fools some group economics all right Baruji you see what I'm saying you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying Bar Baruji they gonna give them that. And this is, or at least give them the appearance of it. This is how you get niggas to say that this man and his plan and this green new shit and all this shit is a 65% approval.
5: Hmm.
9: My Latino people said, hell no. They My Latino get
2: their folks
0: <laughs> said, you you out of your mind. 19% my Latino people said we are not fucking with you, Joe, and your whole crew.
9: 19%. I don't want to hear shit about a, from a black person talking about Mexicans or no Latin people. Don't fix your mouth. I don't give a fuck if they over here selling oranges, strawberries. They, they not stupid enough to get sucked in to this shared bullshit. They're not that. They're not.
2: Now They're not see, under the
9: hypnosis like that.
2: Now you see why your cool went and grafted him a whole nother fucking people. Ooh. That's why he did that shit. I'm telling you, that's why because of this shit right here. You just said it now. They don't want none of that shit. Sixty-five percent of people percent, saying nigga. what Biden is doing. You're paying forty five dollars for gas. Can't even afford
9: great gas. job.
2: Great he, job. he's doing
9: a great job. He's doing a great he's job. He's shooting
2: you, your grandma and your kids with some unknown shit. And he's doing great job. A great job. Great job. That's why. That's why you cool. Say I gotta go make a whole new goddamn people. I guarantee you. I mean, because that's the only way out of it. got to recruit a whole goddamn motherfucking tribe and just put them to the side at this point. Because once they kill capitalism, everything else goes down with it.
1: Oh man.
2: And everything else goes down with it. You're going back on the goddamn farm. All because we were growing in numbers and, and yeah. their asses were yeah. threatened by the fucking numbers They were say threatened. what
9: you want about Mr. Trump but Mr. Trump said you niggas better go out here and get your money because we're creating opportunities through opportunity zones and you can go out here and get this money
2: well, get it while it's off their hands. That's how that's how it works. The blood is off their hands. He said, "Go out here and get it." They, shit, they go back every, to their caves. Every other right.
9: every other week, every other week, this nigga was bringing niggas to the White House and having them speak on behalf of, of business endeavors mm-hmm. and how they were getting contracts. Were they not? Have y'all memory gone that fast? Y'all don't remember he was when he was in Atlanta. He, you know, bringing the young. Uh, Black conservatives to the White House, bringing all these people. He going to Detroit, talking about we just got this 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 fat ass contract. You don't see, you ain't seen none of that, none of that with this nigga Biden. None of it, not not one.
5: Dawn, yeah, Dawn, Dawn, I'm looking at this
2: shit. She said they gave y'all an increase in food stamps and a food shortage. At the same <laughs> damn time. Man, man, yeah. man! He got a, he got some hocus. He got a trick for you. He got a trick for you. That 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 that's Yo. what that man do right there. But uh,
9: <laughs> it's not uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real talk 65%. though
9: for real y'all don't remember that shit y'all come on y'all Y'all because you know we was playing it on high damn politics I used to play this man so much bringing black folks about all the successes they was having that people on blog talk Cat room was mad at me they was mad because mm. I kept playing them and I kept playing them because he kept showing showing people who look like you and I in their successes. See, because... Because we, right, I mean. we hate
2: ourselves. Right. Showing our successes
9: because that's... Because we know if you continue to see our successes, mm-hmm. especially on that level, because niggas don't get paraded around the White House if they ain't shooting hoop or rapping or entertainment, Because that's what Obama gave you. Obama brought a whole bunch of rap niggas and entertainers to the White House. Trump bringing business folk, businessmen and women to the White House. Big difference. Because if you see the business folk coming to the table, that energy reverberates. Okay? Man, um, oh my! He said, "That's it, it, a a dream." On my dream, I know it was a dream and not a vision. Now What dream was that, Don? What dream was that? Yeah, LeBron James. Oh, she said it's not a LeBron James. Okay, you got COVID during Trump? Oh, okay, Debrat, you got COVID during Trump? Okay, well, it, it did. It was released in 2020, so that that makes sense.
8: Yes. Girl this Hey, hey y'all.
0: Girl I was sleeping
8: this afternoon and and LeBron, up, James, was in, LeBron James was in, LeBron James was in my dream, bitch. I know it ain't no vision.
0: But <laughs> then it was
8: all up what in happened? my dream and shit. Trying to get with a bitch, man. I was like, nigga, bag, beg. I don't even fuck with a nigga like you. You feel me? Your mentality fucked up. He was like, I ain't never seen a bitch with so much sex appeal. And I said, and you never will fuck, nigga. Then what happened That's the end of that? <laughs> Great day, Diary. Great day, everybody. Earl LeVon James. <laughs> what the fuck? Then I asked that nigga. I asked him one question, though. He was trying to take me to... um. To Tennessee, I think Tennessee, or okay. Texas Yeah, trying to take me to Tennessee and Texas Actually, Warrior was with me too But he was actually saying he was going to um, Little baby house And Warrior like little wow, baby Right, and he was like We're going to go, you know what I'm saying You know, y'all ride with me and shit but anyway, but I asked him one question and shit. And that's when he felt like I may have been an agent or some shit because I'm asking too many questions. But I was like, that little barbershop bullshit ass show you got. Do you really like doing that? And he was like, Yeah, I like doing that. Why are you asking questions like that? Because bitch, that's what the fuck I am, hoe. I'm an interviewer, motherfucker. <laughs> But anyway, mm-hmm. he was just more concerned about trying to get with a bitch and shit. You know what I'm talking about? I was like, nah, boo, you feel me? <laughs> you know, I ain't no clean-up woman yet. Wait till I'm 60. 60? Yeah. That one okay. I'm be clean-up woman.
5: Okay.
8: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop right, anyway. 60, the 60s. Yeah, sixty bitch. I got ten more years. I'm cleaning up one of my time. I made my announcement. I'm snatching everybody nigga from him.
9: All right. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to hear you, but stay. You know how to stay on, huh? And keep Wait. with us. Is there a mm-hmm. difference
8: between little baby and dumb baby? Little baby is the faggot, the yes. one that James uh, be buying pocketbooks and bonds yes. for. Yes. 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 Okay, that's yes. little baby. Yeah, definitely.
9: Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. <laughs> all right, little baby is from West End. The baby is from North Carolina.
8: Yeah, I, I get both of them goddamn calm sex mixed
9: up. Okay. <laughs> right. Put me away. I'm on,
8: but I'm tired as fuck. I'm weak, but come on. Okay, let go. Let go of all politics,
9: that shit yes. on anything. <laughs> We the last hour. We had the last hour of the show. Yeah, man. So, sorry, Debrack. I'm sorry that you got COVID during Trump, but you know, they they unleashed that shit, you know, on the people. Debrack got. Know, the he had
8: what? DeBrock had what?
9: Debrack had what? He said he caught He said he called. He said he caught COVID during Trump. So he said, "Fuck that nigga."
8: That wasn't a goddamn like flu. Niggas believe everything. Every, every, my baby got <laughs> sick. Flu goddamn <laughs> systems talking about they had COVID. I've been had COVID. First yeah. of all, bitch, COVID always been here, but you rolled it off as a flu ever since goddamn right. 2019.
9: Shut the fuck up.
8: You got Real no goddamn talk. COVID. Absolutely. Stop everything goddamn COVID. It's time to hurt
9: COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. I ain't going to no, o- lie, though.
8: I started the I thought I had COVID when my pussy got dry. I was like, man, what the fuck, man? Let me go and find out. I COVID. <laughs> fucking COVID, I, COVID. Shit. I had dry pussy syndrome.
9: The fuck? Never, You ain't never had dry pussy <laughs> syndrome?
8: Dry pussy uh, syndrome? <laughs> I got uh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, is that on the Drink list of one <laughs> <a> thousand, two hundred
2: seventy-one
9: things. Oh shit! I, I don't even know how you discover such a thing. I blame Trump what? for dry
8: pussy syndrome. Thought I had COVID. I blame okay. Trump. Yeah, the fucker. Let's blame Trump. Favorite. Okay. Hey, now you can blame Trump, bitch, that you purchased a goddamn $10 million motherfucking goddamn bitch. I I, don't blame Trump for that. I can't. I do do
9: blame Trump for that.
8: Blame Trump for that shit. Goddamn Trump said, let this money out the gate. Let the money out the gate. Mm
9: -hmm. It was out there. And now that that shit. they open
8: on that gate, then, it that flood gate.
9: He said, he said go get it. He said it was out he there. Sure go did. get, it. It, go get who, who there it. Go get it. who out there who want it. Go get it. Everybody who was out there,
8: too. Everybody ended up getting COVID, and goddamn everybody else end up getting 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars.
9: Big mm-hmm. difference. But I, Don was there with me. I started this whole campaign when COVID hit. I was like, fuck that. I Ain't shit stopping me. I, that COVID shit, uh-uh. Blame Trump
8: the for the bag. We should name
9: the damn show that shit. Blame Senator Trump Blame for Blame the, Trump. the bag. Blame Trump show. for that bag. Blame Trump for the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now they got monkeypox coming out for the rest of these dummies. Because now they said it's a world uh, emergence. Now the fish.
8: They saying now babies got it. I I ain't wanna talk about it yesterday. But yeah, babies.
5: Yeah, they
8: come about they oh, yeah, Remember I'm now funny. you got your false, you got your first polio in a baby and now you got your monkey pox <laughs> monkey. in baby. They <sighs> after the babies to get them vaccinated, <sighs> they making all this shit up to scare uh, people. Uh, Anybody who got babies, you're supposed to be very afraid. Go.
9: Very. And you know the why they going People hard at them, the them, Cause you know why? Because only three percent. It, it came out the other day. I saw it. It said only three percent of parents have given their children this um that that new jet, this jab, and they mad. They mad. It's only three percent.
8: What they say? Oh. Let loose the monkey pot and pull no. the release. Pot. They said release the monkey pot. Release it. It's not working. And all audio. it is all it is, is a word. It's, it doesn't affect anybody until they believe it.
5: Hmm. I can see that.
8: Yeah, until they believe it, that's when it's that's that's mm. when the fear rises.
5: Mm mm. mm, mm.
9: How the so, little I thought this was a, a sexually transmitted disease. How do, how do little dog. toddlers get monkeypox. Not just
8: sexually transmitted. They saying they're homosexuals.